And welcome back to WTF and Vonadeal with Spicy Schlong stealing your foxy hoochie mama and the fox danger. The foxy hoochie mama? Question mark? No, 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 no. Are you a hoochie mama? Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe you do the hoochie coochie, but I don't know about being a hoochie mama. It's <laughs> fair. So today we're getting down funky and groovy, my brothers and sisters, with the December update, uh, or lack of an update, therefore. Yeah, there wasn't really much going on with that, was there? Yeah, definitely defined expectations, because last time we just, well, the time before last, we discussed mastery levels and how you, Fox, thought they were going to keep going up each point to the anniversary and line up perfectly, because that's how SE does everything. Yeah, it had what looks to be the makings of a great timeline, and it looks like that timeline may not be the timeline that we think it is, you know? Like, maybe they just have more in store. I, I'd like to try to be optimistic about it. Worst timeline since Cowboy Bebop live action. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah, I didn't even plan on bringing that up, but as soon as you said timeline, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I guess it was a, a pretty big point in discussion on the, uh, on the Discord. It, it was, yes, it was. Yeah, I don't uh, think anyone... Everyone loves Jet Black because he is an amazing actor. Well, I forget who does him, but I liked him in Luke Cage as well, which, you know, that, that had a lot of potential. I don't know why Marvel had to go and sell out to Disney, but uh, yeah, that was uh, he's a great actor. So Jet Black was good. Everything else was uh, poultry. Well, everyone sells out to Disney nowadays, dude. That's how you make money, didn't you know? Um, Universal Studios has Harry Potter World. I'll let you know. Oh. Do you know how that well, happened? When I contacted Universal Studios, I couldn't sell out to them, but Disney accepted me no problem. Ah, uh, I sold out to you a long time ago, Fox. Oh, well, now I guess Disney in part owns you then. I'm going to put the Mickey Mouse uh, logo on my ass, and then I'll definitely awesome. <laughs> be Disney property. You know how you, uh, just to be on a tangent before we start here, uh, you know how Universal got Harry Potter, not Disney? Because no. Harry Potter is absolutely something you think Disney would own, right? Yeah, actually, I had assumed that up until this point is part of like knowledge I would never use in everyday practical life. Okay, so to my Googling recollection here, uh, J.K. Rowling demanded a train go to Harry Potter World, you know, because a train goes to Hogwarts, so it makes sense. Yeah. But Disney had like more than a dozen trains at that point, all their bullshit, and they said, we don't want another train. We're going to pass. So there you go. All over a train. Wow. In a nutshell, I mean, as far as I remember. I'm sure there's more details, but... Couldn't they have just gotten like individual Volkswagen Beetles and launched them at the uh, Harry Potter exhibit? <laughs> That'd be the most exciting ride on earth. How dare like you steal seconds. that car? Yeah. So how are you doing, Fox? Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, definitely had a, a pretty crazy week, but I'm not going to get too into that. Um, oh. Every yeah, time I'm talking to you, it's like this. It's like, yeah, I've been feeling, you know, sad. I'm like, oh, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, oh, I've had a crazy week. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I had to go to the hospital for a bit yesterday, but everything ended up fine. That's basically it. Jesus, fuck Fox. Yeah. Don't you know we have a podcast to do? Right. I wasn't even given much of an option for it either. Like, the EMTs were just like, you're getting in the back of this bus. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you did you actually, I, I would have said, no, I'll take the Uber to the hospital, save a few thousand dollars. Uber. Yeah, dude, well, they're going to bill you. They're going to bill you and you're going to cry. Probably. Did you actually take an ambulance ride? Yeah. Oh, Fox, you got fucked. Don't do that. You might as well have asked for the fucking helicopter. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Most most but, ambulances um, are, are privately owned and they just crank out ridiculous bills. 
Yeah. Yeah. But everything turned out okay, so that is what it is. Um, let's see. In-game, though, uh, been doing the whole Odyssey thing still. Honestly, like, Odyssey was pretty novel, but when it's your only content, like, it's starting to become, like, a chore, honestly. Um, I'm actually liking the farms more so than the boss fights now. Like, the farms are actually still very engaging. There's more diversity. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, I did uh, Dynamis recently. I've been getting RP on my Fudo Masamune, and I have put put off getting that for way too long because I tanked things on Ninja without it for, like, the longest time. But I'm finally having one of those. Um, I had a great showing on Ninja in uh, in Dyna Sandy. Um, I actually was able to top the parse on it. And uh, of notable jobs that were hanging around, uh, we had like an R15 Massimune was around. Uh, so a Sam. And then, oh, I don't know. The, the Dragoon was actually the closest to me um, because they did the most damage to, to the bosses. You must have had that same Corsair again then. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had... Um, <laughs> We had similar Corsairs. I think we actually had Abject on Corsair for that run, though. Oh, that's probably one better. So, yeah, my, my party had Abject. Uh, my party also had the Masamune Sam. So there was, like, an even comparison there. We had the same buffs. Um, so it's not really so much, like, I'm bragging. I'm just trying to show people that, like, Ninja actually does very well, <laughs> even if you aren't abusing hybrids. Because in uh, uh, in Sandy, like, hybrids aren't really that special. Like, I still used them when we pulled, like, the wrong color eye and had to do magic damage. Because that still did more than, like, Blade Eye most of the time. Um, but for physical damage, it was basically just a bunch of blade ten spam. I didn't do much more than that the the entire run, and just it's not uh, like your weapon. Handily. Were you going path B for subtle blow? Uh, no, I went path C for enmity. Oh, okay. So it's even not like your weapon p- contributes to damage. Like like a Masa Moon is something that contributes greatly to Sam's damage, and and you know your your Fudo, your your SU five katana with enmity plus is not contributing to your damage. Oh no! And in wave one, I went uh, Fudo main hand, and then uh, Azura plus three offhand, so the TP bonus offhand. And then in wave two, I switched up to Heishi main hand, Heishi uh, Shrinken, and then I offhanded Fudo, and uh, that still did perfectly fine, like the whole time. Just basically stayed on top. The Dragoon was closest to me. Dragoon actually had a really good showing that run. Were they just you shining uh, one? Uh, I actually, I, I don't think so. They were doing a lot of Star Diver, so I think it was an R fifteen Trish. <gasps> I don't even have one of those. <sighs> But I'm also making huge assumptions too. Like that, that dragoon probably didn't have an R15. Actually, I, I think they just had a regular Trish. So that was a really good showing for them too, beating out the samurai. Also, and, and again, I'm just pointing out the samurai, not because of the specific samurai that was in our run. It's just everyone seems to hold that job to some kind of benchmark. So yeah. being able to point that out is nice. Um, I did abuse hybrids on the NMs though, and, and hybrids were still really effective there. I don't know why Sam is held to a certain standard. Like it's the uh, you know the the gold tier of something because it's really it, it's nice no nothing there's nothing wrong with sam but i mean that'd be like holding dark knight or warrior is the gold standard but everyone just kind of looks at sam like samurai Whew. you know i never even see dark knights anymore like uh, I, I mostly see warriors now well it's because you haven't made the uh wtf and von and deal as a dark knight outline yet oh god uh I'm I'm not nearly a good enough Dark Knight for that, I don't think. I'm not even job master on Dark Knight. Do you play Dark Knight? Do you have a pension for punishment and listening to asinine bullshit come out of Spicy's mouth while listening to Fox sound like he's begrudgingly going along with it in the background? Then come on, join WTF and Von Adil. WTF is a Dark Knight. That's right. Yes, I... Yeah. Get an expert on there so that uh, I don't have to talk about like Kurgos the whole time. I got like Kurgos. I got to practice on my uh, my messaging there. It's... Very rusty. 
Yeah, it, it, it seems suspect, but I was going to like gloss over it. Very suspect. Very yeah. suspect. So says. Speaking of very suspect, I guess I'll go into how I am. I, uh, yeah, how are you? I've been putting a lot of bullshit into the thief guide. Still. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I made a whole set now of dual wield tier sets. You know, I actually like your uh, your yells for feedback just to see what people's understandings are. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. Is it? I thought it'd be pretty good. Yeah, you've been doing that for a while. That wasn't like the first time I saw you post that either, I don't think. Yeah, and that's not the first time Gashnir's told me that same thing. Wow. Yes, but at least he forgot and told me again. Or just hey, wanted to reiterate because maybe... Was it consistent both times? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. He's a big fan of Crepuscular Dagger, and I do not know why. Well, why wouldn't it be pretty good? Because it looks like, just on paper, it looks strong. I actually went and added Crepuscular Dagger to the guide because it was not in there. And should I just pull it up and read what I wrote? I guess so, yeah. I like You never see anyone with them because you, everyone knows Shinryu doesn't drop anything. So Yeah, it doesn't drop for fucking shit. There's definitely, for especially people who are just getting the Thief or gearing up a Thief or don't take it seriously, definitely a good use case for it. However, uh, you know, it's... it's not Yusuke, use case. Oh, God. So that's Carrot popping around the corner to say hi. Oh, hello. I still really want a Crepuscular she, Dagger for Ninja. She's letting me know that you got a delivery when I know that you got a delivery because I fucking ordered the stuff. Yeah, it was great, actually. I wasn't yeah. expecting anything. Yeah, I just was thinking of the day. I actually set it to be delivered like a week from now, and they just decided to deliver it in two days when I clicked... Like, super saver, give me $2 credit I'll never use, and make sure it gets there later. And they sent it in two days shipping instead of, like, seven days shipping. I'm like, okay. I'll have the the listeners know that Spicy wrote me really romantic messages on the uh, Amazon shipping labels. Dude, <laughs> they were just nice. It wasn't romantic. Yeah, I know. I was just being creepy about it. I gave Fox a poetry book and a uh, thing of assorted teas. He's really trying to get in my pants. Yes, it's a it's a poetry book from uh, what the fuck is it? Um, Eric, what the fuck's his name? Well, go grab it, Fox. Oh, it's a Richard Sykin. Yes, Richard. There you go, Richard Sykin. Yeah, that, uh, like, Eric. That's a close name. A lot of yeah, it's exactly mine. the same. Okay, so <laughs> it's it's named War of the Foxes. It's just a it's got a tone that's the closest tone I've found to my attitude that I've found in poetry. I don't read. And I don't know anything, but I just went down the rabbit hole the other night. I was sitting in bed, and I'm like, yeah, let me go down this rabbit hole of poetry authors and see if anything's decent. Because, you know, once again, don't read. And I'm like, I read that there's, there's one guy. I'm like, eh, Silken seems pretty decent. I'll just send it over to Fox. Because I, I found the book somehow through that rabbit hole of, I don't know how I even got there. I was not. Well, actually, I, I know I got there. I was I was thinking, I have a eight-year-old tablet that I found that I'm going to, um, it's already been unlocked. I think it's rooted for eight years. It's just been sitting there unused for many years. And I was going to flash custom ROM on it and update it to a later version of Android since it's six versions behind and put a Les Miserables on it because uh, I've never read Led. Because I was talking to you about that. I'm like, have you ever read Les Miserables? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I went down that, that rabbit hole of going from Les Miserables to, to you know, poetry to whatever to Richard Silk and, the, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, he's got a book named War of the Foxes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send Fox that for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, seems good. I'm like, I know nothing about this author. I've never read him. I read like two quotes and I'm like, yeah, fucking send it. It's good. Yeah. So, and at the same time, he's challenging me not to be illiterate. So yeah. Yeah. 46 pages. Can you make it through it? I don't know, man. 
Uh, okay, Crepuscular Knife. I put, this occupies an odd spot in the world of daggers. It is not an easy drop to obtain due to the bullshit drop rate. You wouldn't use it over Gluttys while being uncapped in attack. If you have a Twashtar, then you wouldn't use it over Centavente when capping attack. A Twashtar would also be a better... I mean, you'd use it regardless. It's an accuracy thing for Centavente. A Twashtar... I probably should amend that. I just wrote in two seconds. A Twashtar would also be better offhand for Aeneas while capping attack. Otherwise, this dagger is right there for the top spot as an offhand when capping attack but not capping accuracy or having better options. Even so, what I would get out of that blurb is it, it sounds like it's more valuable the less Twashtar you have. Yeah. I mean, if you're using uh, Twashtar or Aeneas and you're capped attack and you don't have anything else, then, I mean, that would be probably your best offhand. But since it's easy to not be capping attack on Thief or for debuffs to wear off or something like that to happen, why would it's, it's close enough that why would you not just use Gluddy's knife? It's also easy to get. Yeah. Honestly, like, a lot of its novelty also comes from the uh, the fact that it has quad attacks backled on it. And I, I've actually moved away from quad attack in a lot of my gear sets because it's all usually, like, tied to, like, Herculean or Valor's gear. Yeah. And that gear feels absolutely terrible to wear nowadays. So the quad attack doesn't help with Rudra's. It would help with Evisceration, but Gluttys has critical on it. So why would you not, you know? So otherwise, it's got 3% of your charisma to weapon skill, which is, you know, add a 3% modifier to something that's not special. And and I also put here, uh, even then, it isn't that different from using Gluttys knife. And the additional effect is the same as the Twilight knife, which is so lame now that this shouldn't even have been added. I go, if it was an easy drop, like, it could be something to being so niche. But honestly, why do you do these things, SC? Yeah, 3% on like, let's say you have like 300 charisma. That's like 9 base damage it's adding. Yeah, the extra few hits is not really worth it. It's just only literally if you're capped attack and not using Centavente. Which, that's yeah. you'd have to be in a situation where your accuracy isn't good enough, but your attack is good enough. Which definitely happens, but why would you carry it just for that exactly i would be more excited about trying to use it in situations where like you're low on support and you're like sub mage for some sort of niche reason <laughs> why um, are you sub mage on thief well I, i'm i have to look at things from like the viewpoint of ninja like i'd be really excited as a ninja for that but yeah, red like, mage can use this as well so yeah thief and red mage like like you could still do it like you could be sub blue mage on thief for like crazy niche reasons doesn't mean that it's great but i mean you could be a pioneer you know yeah so but it, it's a really hard weapon to get for those purposes though yeah i mean it's it's just really weird because it's really even though it's better most likely i'm just gonna say most likely because it's it's that close it's not even when you're capping attack with aeneas or or twashtar or vajra if you're using that for single wield evisceration yeah i mean yeah it's really only going to shine for evisceration but since it's quad attack versus crit damage and other multi-attack it's it's five quad attack versus six triple attack it's really yeah. not giving you much it's not impacting it's your extra worse. It's, yeah it's yeah because you get it's five hits plus your offhand is six so if you triple attack that's eight like quad attack doesn't do anything but add like basically a weird version of triple attack to what you're doing yeah i mean you just get more out of gluttony yeah because that at least on that you're getting crit rate five i mean the haste shouldn't come into play you got walls pony shouldn't come to play but you, you, or get, you get mods you, mods you get like 65 attack and like an extra five accuracy too so i, I just don't know why you'd bother with the crypto skiller it's not bad it's just very niche to inferior at, at worst you know it's just not eh. It's like most weapons that drop from like new style high tier battlefields. 
like the the most useful ones, obviously being the ones that drop off of Lilith, because the malignant's pole at least is used by monks for uh, for um, shell crusher. If you're not using a Zonon, or you use Daybreak for obvious Daybreak reasons, because that thing is actually stellar. But like most of the time, when when one of these high tier battlefields, like from like Odin or or anything like like drop weapons, like they're they're usually like second tier weapons. Like they don't really compete with anything useful. I love when I read something I wrote that at the time seemed pretty good, and then I reread it at I just I just did with you, and I'm like, yeah, that's really rough. Let's let's fix that. <laughs> it's what happens when you you, see, you should write the thing, and then you shouldn't commit it yet, and then just read it aloud like half a day later and see if it still sounds all right. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the thief guide has gotten to such a point since I've been doing it for this many years. I've now gone so in depth with it lately that it's gone from being a community guide to not a community guide because now I'm just putting my opinions in there and saying whatever I want. It's not neutral and everything. And there was a time when I was not the first person to start editing the community guide. People had started doing that and I just started like, I'll I'll throw some stuff in there too. And it was like, that was the original intent of community guides. And also in case the author goes anywhere. And then then it became like, yeah, I can't just take everything in the community guide and run or man, if I do that, that's one of the most viewed community guides is going to disincentivize people from making their own community stuff because there's a monk one people have been doing warrior dark knight i think even brahms is the community paladin even though you know it's a similar situation for him but hey i mean it's it's if you're, if you're not me it still makes more sense to put it in there because people don't go as deep as i do into these things so i'm at the point now where i'm going to take you know my gear sets and i'll leave all the, the daggers and stuff as they are and i'll update later and not update this one but i'm going to take it and just make it uh, the rogues gallery and be my own thief guide so yeah i saw it was uh funk approved as well so. yeah i threw it off him i mean i don't need his approval but i like to talk to him about it yeah i think everything gets a little bit better when it's funk approved <laughs> including your outline yeah for which real. we do not have today it's good uh yeah but i mean rogues gallery is also a cooler core title than community thief guide because i can't be so partial and make everything mine and then no one updates anything anymore because i've taken all the oxygen out of the room and be like hey it's a community thing like the community rune one will stay community rune one even though i've done most of the work there because i don't put the extent of effort like i do with the thief one so it's like yeah the 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 rune one will stay that way but i just got to a point where it's like can i sit here and i'm like making fun of the thief forums now and this and i'm like "Ah, it's it's i've clearly crossed the line of community work versus personal work quite a while ago so yeah well nothing stops you from making that like a private guide right and then starting up a new community one yeah i figured i'd just take out i would leave all everything down to the gear and then just take out the gear i put there and then someone could put gear in or you know that way even if they even if they mess it up like it's still good that they mess it up and then people talk about it because then at least like creates a conversation about why that's wrong, which is beneficial and like how most people think. Yeah, because last time we <laughs> think about it, because we didn't do a podcast last week, <laughs> and then the one before that. So last time was the Simon Says shit. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't even. Oh I man, those that that YouTube videos comments. Oh man, that's that is was it still going. No, no, he stopped. He stopped. He's you know he said I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, at least he knows how disappointment feels now. So, the last time was that one, but, I mean... Yeah. I, we, I forgot where I was going with this. I had a thing, it was like last time we were talking about the daggers and everything, and, and I got to the point where I was saying 
all these things about that thread directly in the daggers thing that I updated for a whole weekend. And it's just like, eh, I can't stay. Oh, well. Otherwise, um, I'm doing fine. Today I have the last of my pumpkin beers, I think. Uh, It's another same brewery as last time, but instead of being an Imperial Pumpkin Ale, now it is the Warlock, an Imperial Pumpkin Stout. So it is darker, maltier, and equally still as much shitty pumpkin as before. I can't imagine like a, a pumpkin malt. Like that seems strange to me. Oh, it's it's. Uh, I've never even seen that marketed. It stings the back of the tongue, Fox. I bet it does. All of the fun That's of funny. an eight point six percent beer with stout, imperial stout. So imperial stout by itself is an assertive multi item, uh, and then add pumpkin into it. Yeah, because usually like uh, people will try to like brew like coffee or chocolate into yes because that complements it somewhat right it's still assertive but fuck but man like now you're because i i don't associate pumpkin with chocolate or coffee unless it's coffee with pumpkin spice added which is not for everyone obviously yeah but it just doesn't like just a, a squash does not really sound appealing to me like as far as like dark beer goes i don't like this beer <laughs> I, I don't blame you uh you know it sounds not great. <laughs> it's very, very meaty and not in like a meaty kind of good way. Nonetheless, let's uh, get on here to, I guess, our first segment here. We have an email. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's been Ooh. a while on that one. Yes, it has been a while. So do you want to read the email? Should I read the email? Do we want to read parts of the email? We didn't plan this out. Uh, I'll read the email. There you go. Get in there, Fox. Hey, Spicy and Fox. Just thought I would send over an email. I just found the podcast a few weeks ago, and it's basically taken over my usual audiobook time. Hey, all right. Uh, I've played since PS2 launch, but have not played retail since 2012 slash 2013. I randomly found podcasts a few weeks ago and thought I would look for a podcast on my favorite thing to uselessly think about, Final Fantasy XI. Started to listen, or started listening to you guys, and it made me realize... Uh, how much I am missing by just not playing retail. Damn uh, that's actually an interesting take on it. Um, a lot of times people think in the other direction from what I've read, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it's just to each their own, I guess. I that. think that just that crowd's more vocal because they need more validation for playing the free, not real old Final Fantasy XI in their own memories, you know. I guess so. Uh, I am excited to get back to uh, relevant gear or relevance gear-wise. So I can dive into what good there is left to find within Azura. None. That's funny. Uh, a question for you guys, so I can actually provide something useful to this email. Uh, as a white mage main, I do not always get to see grouping on harder content from the eyes of the DD or tank. Uh, so what are some priorities or concepts or just general gameplay tactics that you guys appreciate seeing from a healer outside of just not letting people die uh, that your average white mage might not do. Uh, side note, I've never really heard the phrase as you do and certainly never used it, but now I keep hearing myself use it far too much. Thanks. As you with do. Daddy's love, or with, with Daddy's love, Table. Thanks, Table. Why is someone... be, uh, table Smasher from the Discord. Why is someone knocking on my fucking door? I don't know, man. I'm not answering it. Fuck off. Maybe you got your uh, book of poetry in a sort of tease. Yeah. I, you know, the doorbell's broken, so she has a sign on it saying, please knock. So I think any of these fucking things she's ordered and should stop ordering. Um, 
Nice. As they yell out to the water. Uh, you know, they, they knock on the phone. I don't know what she's ordering. Stop ordering. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it now. Yeah. So the 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 white mage thing um, from the eyes of a DD or a tank. Um, honestly, your DD slash tank is never going to notice you as a white mage. They will never notice you, and your 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 senpai will always will always just be an obscurity. Um, they uh, typically they'll only yell at you if something goes wrong or if they have like paralyze on for more than one second because you know you couldn't possibly be casting anything else. Um, yeah, so a lot of times people just don't realize what it takes to be a white mage because they've already avoided it like a plague. Uh, I would say, as someone who actually looks out for having good white mages, um, enfeebling magic is key because you don't always have other people who will enfeeble, and it's very, very important. Um, even just providing Dia 2 when possible is, is the really most important. excellent. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you can be so preventative, especially on a job like White Mage, and this even extends to Scholar as well. Like you can be really preventative in content, and it kind of can seem like it leaves you without things to do. So being able to debuff and um, and like actually actively buff your party appropriately is is a is a good way to go. Yes, please um, don't only give the wrong boost. So I mean, if you yeah. have if you have people who are using majority Dex modified and weapon skills, please don't just give them boost strength. I mean, it's better than nothing, but you know, think about it. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time you'll see boost strength or boost agility because it'll either be ranged damage or or it'll be like people assuming it's strength mods. So with that said, like know why you're casting your spells, I guess. So like if you're using a boost spell, it's good for you to know the weapons everyone else is using, which sounds like a tall ordeal, but it's not like you have to actually like math out how it works. Just go look at their mods, you know. Um, so know the the normal offenders of what they'll they'll be using to do damage and go with it from there. Um, every little bit helps. Um, I guess the other thing that I would say is stay on top of things that go on. Like uh, white mages that reapply things that get dispelled very quickly helps you stay preventative. And it's something that you don't see a whole lot. Um, a lot of times people will set up like their bot white mages or whatever to make a comparison. And the bots will generally only care if the person who owns the bot loses a, a debuff. So what will happen is people will just be completely like debuffed in the party and the, their little white mage bot like won't even understand that no one has buffs anymore. I've seen it where the white mage bot doesn't stop spamming a race. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the, um, the auras and stuff. Yeah. Aura or just regularly being on or something and using a race constantly and not responding with care. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So are people. Um, and then also just not dying. Um, I actually see a lot of white mages without good DT sets and that's really painful to me because white mages have some of the best dt sets in the game so yeah and you have like options unless you're wearing auto regen gear yeah don't wear auto regen gear because you never want to be that guy and don't wear full on mo if possible like everyone starts somewhere but try not to do that uh in yanga is always going to be a better set especially if you can cap your dt elsewhere my favorite phrase to use even though it's incredibly rare anymore is uh serp strikes again so when the white mage still dies wearing serp cuffs Oh yeah, yeah. You still Cuffs see it. Beat. Still you got, see you it gotta sometimes. get the bonus. What was it? Bonus. Was the last time I saw that was flaccid celery? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I remember that specifically. Yeah, it's so bad. So you know who was knocking on my door, Fox? Who's that? Remember the the rice key? Excuse me. So the neighbor leaves their. Uh, they don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, yeah, their, yeah, their, their uh, key, but they're, they're row one, column three, but it says R one C three, which looks like rice and the Asian. 
So it's yeah, yeah. They were just knocking to say thank you for checking the mail. Happy holidays. And it's like okay, that's good. That's good. Nice. Where's See, my? You, you did a good thing. Where's my Richard Silken book? So. So yes, I agree. I agree that white mages don't see from the perspective of the DD, which if you're me, it's a glass cannon Aeneas. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, yeah, true. All day long. Just get up there. Aeneas, Aeneas, Aeneas. Uh, but no. Um, I think identifying the risk takers in your party by checking your DDs as they fight is very useful. And if they have a problem with that and get insecure or say something, just tell them, shut the fuck up. But yeah, check your DDs and see who's going to be likely to go down or needs more attention and focus on them if you feel you can or are so inclined to. That would be my two cents on that. Or just look at who's your best DD as well and keep them alive. If you have someone who's not wearing better gear and it's going to go out first. Else is incon- inconsequential. Yeah, yeah. If that looks like that blue mage from that Dynamis we last went to, Fox, together, then yeah, just let them die. It's true. So, I mean, it's another good notice. Just check your DDs. See who's... See who's more to your attention, because if you got to focus, you better be able to prioritize that important person. Yeah, so by asking this question, though, you're only improving your party. Your party is never going to notice that you're doing this stuff, and I take it that you're not doing this to get noticed, but you do ask about this from the perspective of the eyes of the DD slash tank, and that that's why I had to set that perspective at the beginning. Like, they're not going to notice what you're doing unless they've been paralyzed, like, once or twice, and then they'll think you're not doing your job, even though you're saving them from themselves, probably. So just like stay at it and just know that you're more than just a healer too. As you do. Yeah, I'm frequently a tank on White Mage, unfortunately. I think as you do is an underrated but very usable phrase. I I guess. I never find myself using it. It's like, you know, my mom was just fingering her butt, as you do. You know, just something like that you would find someone saying in conversation. Yes, that statement probably came up in conversation. Yeah, you know, like at the water cooler or something at work, you know? Yeah, man. The COVID water cooler. <laughs> you know, because everyone's, everyone's gathering around the water cooler. Uh, yes. So I think I think that does it. Thank you for writing us, Table. Appreciate it. We have not gotten an email of that quality since uh, Abject. And at least... Two days of Abject. Yes, at least Abject still gave us that nice English breakfast one to go out on. That was, uh, that was very good. It's true. Oh, speaking of which, Fox, we're spending the, I said in the Discord the other day, a while back at some point but uh the shirt thing yeah i definitely didn't forget that i'm supposed to be doing that no, no i mean not that you're supposed to be doing it i'm not like bringing it up right now to be like fox are you doing that vector art i'm doing hey, i might be loading up credo right now what's up man i was doing it to say uh we asked in the discord for those who aren't there if there's actually enough interest to make actual clothing of quality you know, oh, I didn't see the response to that before I got there. Buried, there actually. was there were several. I'll have to make like a temporary channel or something just to put it there to like you know, because if there's enough people that want one, then the sellout merch channel. Yeah, the sellout merch channel. No, it would it would be. Um, this isn't going to go to some mall kiosk. It's not going to be, uh, just some bullshit like taking Essie's assets like a Leafkin or something and then just putting on everything that's cheap from China from, uh, you know, your local dollar store and then selling it to everyone for exorbitant profits. It's just, if we did a shirt, it would be, you know, see who's actually interested, show what the art would actually be from you if it's ever done. Not that, <laughs> that's not a... No, that's, fair. that's a fair statement. Yeah, if it's a, yeah I'm just keeping, keeping grounded. And then if that's the case and people want it, then uh, then we would take pre-orders. And then it wouldn't be some crappy shirt. It would be me personally going to a guy in my, my area and uh, putting in 
you know, good quality, thick material that's going to last. And then personally overseeing the production of it, not like saying, okay, here it is. Bye. I would like personally be there hands on taking care of it while it's being done. So it it's actually kind of exciting because I've only ever in the past done monotone silkscreen uh, shirts. Uh, so like knowing that I can use like up to three colors for, for something that's... You uh, can use more, but it, it becomes a lot more expensive every color you add. So I don't... Oh, it, it, the, the thing is, is it doesn't need more than that a lot of the time. Um, it's just, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that I've never been able to actually interact with before because uh, I've been limited to a single one for like a long time when I used to do this in the past. So... So, I mean, I would pick something that would be good, thick, comfortable, not like, you know, this thin kind of hot topic-y shit. Hot Topic has the worst. And I, not, I don't know if anyone's ever gone to that store since they graduated middle school or something, but their clothing is possibly the worst. You might as well wear fucking pantyhose on your torso. We should release the uh, WTF and Vanadeel boxer briefs so people can leave skid marks on your uh, face. Leave us a five-star skid. So good. Five-skid review. Um... Yeah, so if anyone actually wanted that, because I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, you know, I know it's really gimmicky, but I wouldn't mind having one, and I'm sure other people wouldn't mind having one, and because there's people that want to donate, and like, nah, this isn't like, the moment we take donations, it's like a... It yeah, I saw like, that. Yeah. And I appreciate the, the sentiment, though, guys. There's the cat food. Whoa. Yeah, that's the cat food dropping. It's... That was like a crescendo. Yeah, that's the cat food. It's a, it's a robot. Oh. I should have looked at the time and realized. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't, we don't want to take it and make it a, a career or have expectations or anything. But at the same time, if we do a one-off and don't have a store and just I would have to keep going to the fucking post office. I don't know if there'd be an overseas thing. I, I think overseas people might be out of fucking luck because it's... Yeah, that's rough. It's a, like yeah. we don't... I wouldn't want to charge someone like a hundred bucks for a shirt. Uh, yeah, even if it was only like thirty dollars shipping or twenty dollars, I wouldn't want to charge someone an extra twenty unless they really fucking wanted it. But I wouldn't want to charge them like twenty dollars shipping for something that might cost twenty dollars. And it wouldn't be like that SE shirt where it's fucking forty dollars for a myth kebab. That was ridiculous. Yeah, for real. I know things have gone up in, in the world of shirts. Uh, talking to someone about it because you know I have to go and find things out that. You know, the supply chain and everything else. First of all, they say that there's no black shirts and black hoodies because I default to asking about black. They say there's none, you know, pretty much anywhere right now until maybe January. So that's oh, wow. that's a thing. But then costs have gone up for everything. So, you know, if it used to cost this much, it's now costing like 20% more or something right now. Everything's in flux right now due to supply shock and just in general. So I don't know what it would even cost, but it would not cost $40 a shirt. The hoodies might cost more because they cost a lot more than shirts, but the shirts would hopefully be as cheap for the quality as possible. If it costs like, you know, $25, it would not be because it's a lot of profit. It would be because it's good material that's thick and not crap. Yeah. But anyway, if anyone actually wants it um, or is interested in it to see if we're even going to do it, I think there is enough interest so far from a glance, but... Um, otherwise, the, uh, the two designs I'm kicking around right now, so people know, are the uh, Daddy's Love Dark Knight <laughs> and the um, and and what I'm going to call like the uh, like the podcast amalgamation shirt. And and what that is is it's going to have um, like the, the video game related likenesses of like anyone who's been on our show. That's, that's uh, a growing list kind of on the front. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's it's going to be kind of like a Funk. um, like like a a collab looking picture where where it, where it's like you everyone's like represented across the thing like a collage um 
but it's going to be done, of course, tastefully. That's so a, I don't know about that one, but it's interesting. The the adding everyone in sounds like quite a quite a thing. I mean, that's like like ten people already. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not actually that difficult to do, um, but it's uh, it's also just like, hey, this is the the, the podcast shirt basically at, at that rate. Like one of them is obviously like like our favorite meme. And then the other one would be like more podcast related is what I was thinking. Daddy's but love Dark I'm also, Knight. yeah, the daddy's love dark Knight is, is pretty staple, but so that, that one obviously has to be done. But uh, <laughs> the other one, I was just trying to see what we could tie together, you know, and I'm, I'm open to suggestions as well. Um, I'm just conceptualizing a lot of this stuff right now. So but now once I actually do it. It won't take too long to do it outside of joining the discord. This would actually be a time to send an email to WTF in at gmail.com to actually provide input or, Say if you're interested in what, you know, because it'd be a size, type of shirt, or hoodie, quantity, that kind of thing. So, I mean, some people are on board before even seeing it. Some people want to see it first, which I'd be the see it first crowd. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. But just if there's not enough interest, wouldn't do it in the first place. That's to be like at least 20 shirts or pieces collectively, at least. So, if there's. Pay for this random crap outside unseen. Hmm? No, thank you. I didn't. Did I miss something? Oh no! Just just like the whole concept of like going to pay for like some random oh, yeah. thing just sight unseen, you know. I don't even know how the payment would be handled because I guess because PayPal takes a chunk if you put it on eBay. eBay takes a chunk and PayPal. I don't know because I'm not gonna just gonna not gonna say send your mail order chicken to the yeah. PO box. You know, it's not just gonna... mail spicy directly. Oh man, that'd be a fucking hassle. It's already enough to have to take you know what could be twenty thirty things to the post office to send out that's enough of a thing but i mean the i'll have to figure the payment out if there is a thing anyway but if there's enough interest if there's at least 20 pieces collectively then we would we would do something for anyone interested and uh otherwise let's get on to our next segment which is gonna be is it the worst thread of the week yes it is the worst thread of the week unless you'd rather do question we weren't asked but we're gonna answer anyway I think we'd better tackle this uh, post by user AIDS Goblin. <laughs> so, worst thread of the week. Yes, comes from everyone's favorite, r slash FFXI, posted by AIDS Goblin. An hour ago before we started doing this, so it's not, it's been an hour. I'll do this because worst thread's sort of my, sure. yeah, my forte. Reminder that you can have several Eshad rings on a single character. And all it costs is an extra one-time payment of $1. Oh, boy. Here we go. All you have to do is buy a single extra character slot, make that extra character while this Adventurer Gratitude campaign is going on, and then log in with that extra character, and it will, and it will receive an Eshad ring as soon as you log in. Then you mail that ring over to your main, then delete the new character that you've still spent the dollar for. And make another and repeat this process over and over for up to eight rings on a single character. <laughs> now, on your main that received the rings, you leave them caps lock inside end caps lock, your mailbox, period. When you've used a ring, mail it to yourself, then take it out, then take out a fresh one, repeat forever, and enjoy your permanent 150% XP bonus for life. So okay. Hi, Billy Mays here with The Inconvenience. Do you have a dollar you don't want? Do you want to run back after getting one capacity point and stop getting more than one capacity point? Then <laughs> sign up for the Eshed Ring. Yes, so like Spicy's saying, the, the Eshed Ring gives you exactly one job point. 
worth of uh, XP. Um, there's a lot of things wrong with this process. Uh, first off, I don't know if this person has object permanence because their use of the word permanent, um, I don't think means what they think permanent means. It hurts. It squirts. It should be thrown down in the dirt. Now you could have eight Eshid rings clogging up your delivery box that you have to keep leaving the zone to get. Yeah. So, like, does this person just never sell items on the auction house? Like, are, are you just never going do to they want to keep? Do they want to keep hitting? Because they can't even they have to send it to themselves once they get it. Otherwise, if they hit return, it's going to go to a deleted character. <laughs> so they have to That's get funny. it, send it back to themselves, and then cycle out eight times in a row over and over again. And also, like, logistically, are they warping out of the area where they're getting CP so they can go get this new ring and then going back out to the location again? Even if they cheated and used bitter and ran out, they would still have to zone out of, like, Doe Gates or something to go into uh, uh, the fucking area next to it, uh, Marjami Ravine. They had to go into Marjami, then use Bitter, and then still come back, which would still cost them more than a whole capacity point. All for the low yeah. price of $1! Yeah, this is a uh, definitely a permanent 150% XP bonus for life. That's exactly what that equates to. Why fight mobs when you could not fight mobs? Yeah, this tells me this is someone who does not acquire their guild via auction house and also it tells me it's someone who is uh, free to enter and leave a zone where xp is happening i just stopped without when I found consequence they had towards your party so like both those things kind of indicate something that you know i'm kind of alluding to but it hey, hey fox. seems pretty absurd hey fox uh, this user aids goblin is making a quilt out of these rings <sighs> <laughs> yeah uh, I love the caps lock I mean, inside your mailbox. As in, I like, like, I like the ingenuity though. Like, I can applaud that they tried. The fucking Goldberg here. But yeah, this is like superficial. Like, this is this is what like if you're playing chess, this is what's called a one move, where you only think about like the first move that you're gonna make and what you're actively taking or capturing or whatever. And not thinking about, like, what the next person's pieces are going to do or otherwise. Like, you're not thinking about, like, the next step in the action. Like, yes, in theory, you get 150% XP bonus for popping this ring. But what happens after you pop that ring? Like, like what happens next on the list in, in terms of how you're going to perpetuate this bonus? I think the problem also is they're looking at 150% bonus. They're not looking at it at caps at 30,000, which is one job point. Yeah, exactly. It's, you, got, you got your single job point. Um, usually it occurs anyway. And, and honestly, if you're in a party where you're capping at 65 K anyway, popping that ring actually does nothing because you can't gain more than 65 K. Yep. 65 and change, obviously, but 65 K is my minister abbreviated to. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of things to unpack there. Let's see what the comments are for this thread. Are there any, uh, I don't know. I don't have the link to it. Ah, uh, here we go. Well, no, no, I can send it to you, but there's, there's. No I way. don't need it either. Don't it's worry. Fine. Here's the first one. FFXI life hack. Level all your jobs to ninety nine, and you all oh, the Eshid rings for XP, isn't it? It's the uh, the Turzek ring that's still on. Wait, is it just for XP? I don't. I don't use these rings. It obviously. is the XP ring. It's not even the CP ring. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh. They do. They do say permanent one hundred fifty percent EXP bonus for life. So they actually had their term correct. <laughs> I guess we were just the morons for overlooking that, right? Uh, it's even worse because it's so quick to level. Why would you stop to run back to the delivery box? What do you? What do yeah. you? Uh, yeah, I thought it was CP. I, I, I guess I retract everything that I just said. That's still valid. 
Yeah, um, here. Um, Life hack level all your jobs at 99. You don't need the Eshid ring. Wow. Oh, oh, someone replied back to them. Don't forget about merits for the many Lilith attempts. So you need the Eshid rings for your merits still, so you can fight Lilith. Yeah, so you can merit your merits and then merit out everything else about yourself because you're not skipping that, right? Right. Here's right. someone who's more reasonable. Ballad of Worms. I kept two max. Ballad of Worms. <laughs> Pop one sentence in myself and grab the other before I head out. I'm not leaving camp to recharge my bonus, and it takes up slots if you auction house a lot. There you go. Ballad of Worms got the reason there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Eshid Ring. I thought that was the, the XP one, but I just had to assume they were doing it for those job points they're buying. Right, that's what I assume too. And now that I have clarity, like this is this is post clarity here. So this is um, this is post nut clarity. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a situation where I need eight rings for XP in a day. <laughs> it's every two, is... every two hours. It's used again. So I mean, if you just go and come back, you probably could have just used three and all the downtime between. You would have eight rings. Yeah, life. I mean, even if the person is just buying it from Zatar or whatever, just buying their job levels or whatever, or yeah, their their regular XP levels, like you're gonna lose more leaving the zone and coming back than you would just hanging out there. You know what they say, Fox? Eight rings and life to go. Eight rings and life to go. I don't have words. <laughs> so let's go on to the last segment before we talk about the poultry update. See, we had to pad this episode with all of our shenanigans. Yeah, I was really hoping the update would help carry us a little more, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly it can't. So do you, do you want to do the Kraken Club one because this is more in your wheelhouse? This is in between in between the two extremes here. Yeah, people who defend the Kraken Club are staunch defenders of it, for sure. Yes. Uh, so this apparently is a post. It's a brainstorming topic for Kraken Club. And this one is not an RFXI. It is a higher quality post that is posted in R slash Final Fantasy XI. Aha. Um, but it's a, it reads, uh, with the state of the game and all that has come to pass, maybe to come, Valhalla, Prime Weapons, as well as Mastery Levels. Let's take a minute and address that. Yeah, let's um, just stop reading there. So I assume that they play Final Fantasy fourteen based off of that. But I don't think they're talking about fourteen. Like, do you have to use, like, your your prime membership at Amazon to get these weapons. Like, <laughs> well, if you get your two dollars uh, super slow saver credit for select digital media items, your item will still get there in two day shipping. Excellent. Yeah, so they're like labeling stuff that I assume is coming to pass. Like uh, anyone who's up to date on Voracious Resurgence, here's a spoiler warning for like the next thirty seconds. Oh, we're gonna talk about it to this. Yeah, they they show us they show us a picture. Um, and I think what this dude is doing is he's calling whatever weapons they're they're showing us prime weapons. This has been since then, the uh, the first arc came out with the goblin holding that black sword. Yeah, like it's the same. It it's the same while. thing the goblin's holding. So everyone's been talking about it since that first arc came out. They're like, oh look, there's a weapon. It's dark. It's black. Black. Look, they recolored Ragnarok just to make Fox fucking sad. <laughs> uh, and then they, they're like referencing something in in this thing like Valhalla. Like I don't know what kind of Final Fantasy fourteen shit you pulled that from, but it doesn't exist in FFXI question mark. Or maybe it does. Maybe they're referring to like the Odin stuff. Maybe they called that Valhalla. Once. Maybe there's a big Amonomorph fan. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so they have that uh, as well as mastery levels, which is great. Like mastery levels are a thing, and I guess they are actually pretty relevant to Kraken Club, um, given Kraken Club's weaknesses. Uh, but I'll continue. Uh, I'm using my KC for fun on Red Mage. However, I'm really curious as to what levels of usefulness it still has. 
Uh, I've encountered the feasibility option that opinion. Rangers. Oh, oh sorry. Opinion. Uh, I'm illiterate today. Uh, that Rangers are with a KC are redonkulous. That whole sentence is redonkulous. Yeah. Uh, so I ask you this. What setups, situations, or random wonkiness do we find the Kraken Club still to be worthwhile still? That hurt to say. Uh, is it worth keeping or getting rid of, rid off for 300 to 400k gil? Question, question, um, question, 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 this question, 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 I am more than well, I am more than happy to take this off their hands for 400k <laughs> gil. I mean, if they want to sell it to me for 400k, um, the, the Fox Danger of Azura. Uh, let me know your PayPal. I'll provide you the um, the transfer fee to get over here, so you can actually just sell that <laughs> to me directly. Um, yeah, you get to learn about Azure a little bit. Think of it like a vacation. Yeah, but go ahead and just you know, I'll I'll pay for that. And then uh, we have an asterisk here, but the asterisk isn't linked to anything else, so I don't know what they're <laughs> accentuating with this postscript. Uh, also, the Octave Club. I was reading. R e a i d n g re readding yeah h chatter and seems that the mastery folks are looking for a time when the new mastery level slash subs will make the octave club potentially useful. Looking forward to hearing random wonky Casey stories like old school white mage Casey builds. Oh boy. So, so this is not a bad club. question. It's someone who's inquiring as to the hype train around the old cracking club. Because what is old is new is again. There, is there really a hype train? Yes. Like yes. People listening, is there really a hype train? Yes. People wow. take stuff and run like TP bonus weapons. At least TP bonus weapons, in my opinion, are more useful, though. That's true. They are. Um, I, I abuse them a lot, but you have to like know what you're doing. Yes. Yes. And, and... I, think, I think people just hype around without understanding. Because this guy clearly doesn't understand what he's really asking, but he's asking to understand. So I can't beat him up too much for that. It's true. It's true. Uh, I would rather do research before getting one of these things too. Um, assuming that's the case. Oh no, no, never mind. He uses it. So he already has one. Yeah. He already has one that he's using, but doesn't know if he should be using it. So he, he wants us to reiding to help him out. Like every time I look at that, Wait. it just juts out on the whole paragraph. Is that reiding? He, he use it, but he, it's not sure what levels of usefulness it still has. Well, I mean, wouldn't you know that in practice? Um, Are you paying attention to what you're doing? When you engage and hit weapon skills, you don't really, you know. But I thought that was the whole point of being it. Oh, God. I, I almost called Red Mage just a pure DD, but um, that's probably how this dude plays, honestly. But who knows? I'm making a lot of assumptions and I shouldn't be. Um, the fact of the matter with Kraken Club, um, or I guess let's let's say Octave Club, uh, you were saying that people have actually retested after master levels. Yeah, someone posted it, and they said that they master leveled up, and Octave Club did not take effect because even though your level has technically gone up, because things that used to be at ninety nine very easy prey will check too weak. Uh, even though your level has to the game gone up, it, your main level is what determines Kraken Club, not your total level of mastery. Yeah, it's so it's Octave Club. I mean, as far as I had heard someone say, because I thought someone tested it right away and it didn't work. And I think maybe it's just in our Discord someone said that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, that makes sense, too, because I don't see them changing um, how Octave Club works yeah. based on another value that it wasn't already linked to. They could before. always update it so it does that, but I think the check-in game is only for character main level, not mastery level. That's likely what's occurring, yeah. Um, now, as far as like how useful it is, like we talked about this a little bit pre-show, but 
Like as far as a red mage is concerned, I don't think Kraken Club is actually that useful for red mage uh, because red mage already has a really high native triple attack, and that's going to take priority over the OAT on the Kraken Club. And any so your you're basically trading. What's that? Any of your accessories as well. So if you're wearing even a brutal yeah. earring, brutal earring procs before Kraken Club. Yeah, exactly. Like you can still wear this this uh, this multi attack stuff in conjunction with an OAT weapon. It's not like it completely shuts it off, but it's going to diminish every time you add something like this to it. And with such a high native triple attack rate that, that Red Mage has because of that spell particularly, um, with a Kraken Club, I think average is like four attacks per round or something to that effect uh, based on its breakdown. I, I think I had read that at one point. Um, you're actually covering that up with a really high triple attack rate that's making that less useful. So you're, you're honestly probably just better off with just a triple attack weapon. And considering the accuracy penalty on it, Red Mage is not like a thief where it has tons of accuracy gear. So even if you were doing, let's say that the diminishing returns on the OAT proccing after quad, triple, and double attack, and AM, if you're using a Merglite for some reason. If you're using Merglite for some reason, then, you know, hey. But let's, let's say that it diminishes the returns as we're talking about. Even if you ended up still doing with capped accuracy, like 150 more DPS, uh, would it really be worth having that fucking anchor of a weapon on a Red Mage in your offhand? Would you really... Even if he technically gave you maximum DPS in a job that's not fully a DPS, would you really, really want it? Would it, would it really be worth using to at that point? To be fair. Considering the pitfalls of the weapon. To be fair, Red Mage at least has the tools to make it more useful than I think any other job really does. Because it has native Distract 3 if built properly, and it also has Composure um, on top of like full malignance and like other standard like high accuracy gears that people normally talk about. Let me tell you, Fox, I was um, fighting Alexander and I did not get that distract because I can't use it. And accuracy was a problem on V-Day. Yeah. So uh, obviously there's going to be situations where that's not going to be the case. Um, but if you're like, in diversions, think about, you were going to like distract every mob. It's going to slow you down. You're going to distract NMs. Exactly. Yeah. And not but every mob, every mob now. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's not reasonable for the red mage to do. Like other jobs, will tear through it before they could, you know, pander to your princess Kraken club. Odyssey, you're gonna distract. You know, it just doesn't work in Odyssey either. I mean, if you don't have no. the natural accuracy on red mage, I mean, she, you know, just distracts nice, but and composure is nice, but you have to have yeah. some other buff. Yeah, I I've personally never been a fan of using Kraken Club um, because it's not item level, and the only item level stuff I typically do endorse is so powerful with what it does to the weapon skills, which are the meat of your damage anyway, um, that the marginal increase to frequency over other options that you could have it just simply isn't worth it for the accuracy trade-off, um, in my opinion, for most content. Yeah, I um, mean, is there a place it could be used on fucking wave one. Bard with Savage Blade? Sure, maybe. Probably wave, probably wave two also, but like outside Savage. of wave one, wave two. It, it's going to pair by backing up a weapon that's doing more weapon skilling than anything else, like Nagling or something, which is what Ranger does. I could yeah. see Bard doing the same, maybe. You know, it's just, it just depends on how... True flight spam. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, it's not, it's not like... It's still not that crazy. People just think it's crazy. It's not that crazy. But with Sam's roll on, do you really gain TP that slow? It's not that crazy. My issue is that like the more and more we discuss how it's feasible, the more and more niche it sounds. Which it means is. The more and more pandering the rest of your group has to do to your one specific damage type. Meaning that it alien it, like the more you do this, the more it alienates the other DDs that are present who are probably doing more damage than you. But see, Fox, we live in a world where only your DPS matters. Because if you're doing oh, right. well, that means that you're good and it's not your fault. 
Yeah. Things have become uh, so. so that's so true, though. I've been doing pugs lately because I have to. So besides Alexander and anything else, I did one. I did a shoal pickup group. I guess we're going back to how I am, and just it was painful how people could not play together, and just the cats meowing, and uh, and just in general how everyone was focused on themselves and not understanding. Like I, I did the, the first floor of shoal and the group let me come blue mage, which uh, Almace rank fifteen now. Woo! Yeah, man. I got to use it there. But I said, um, okay, I'm going to sleep these. I'll do Cruel Joke, and you guys just run to the next mobs, and then I'll see you when I'm done. And Paladin gathers them, he listens, and they get slept, and immediately the fucking Bard or the Corsair or whoever just starts going to town. And I'm like, dude, I just, I'm like, dude, get off. And he's just going to town, doesn't care. Go find, go find other things. Yeah. It's and, more efficient. And it happened later on in the run again. I'm like, okay, Cruel Joke's back up. Uh, go fight the next group of mobs. I'll take care of And it just, again, doesn't listen. Just keeps, go, just wants to get those parse numbers in like he would just start fighting a little bit of one and run away with it because he wanted to add his dps i guess or his parse or something i mean it was just it was annoying because it was clearly intentional that's true because that the the situations where you pad the parse the hardest are the ones where you're fighting something and no one else is yeah it's a yeah yeah a fucking one-sided daddy's love event again and it was just it was not the coordination was as bad as you might expect it wasn't bad i think we got like 7k points but you know, some of that was from Crow joking at the last floor to make up all those extra points. Otherwise, probably only like six. Yeah, I can see that. That's unfortunate, dude. It's definitely a one-hour use. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get like the the issues with cooperation. I asked like, if random we, deals up, no response. Well, yeah, they had to use it to make sure they got like their their double crookeds. Yeah, man. Probably. Yeah. They would get more points. So that that crooked stam roll. That crooked stam roll probably mattered. Yeah, man, we might have one less round to kill something, man. It'd be crazy. Two seconds off when I could have just killed everything. I could have fought actually, something else. I'm pretty sure most of the time Crooked Sam actually doesn't matter for most uh, dual wielders. But... It de- yeah, it depends. Because the multi-attack, too, it just really doesn't... It, uh, yeah. You're, you, this doesn't come into effect as much for... Because you don't have a build. Like, yeah, if you add a bunch of store TP, Sam's roll is great. It's a huge DPS increase. And you're going to have several hits or maybe one or two attack rounds less to get to that TP cap. But then... Going past that, it's really not as crazy as getting it in the first place. Yeah, the TP thresholds start getting really, really steep once you start getting into like your 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 three round range of uh, the chaos crook. It's so much more important if you need it, which you do in the. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if you're not bringing like you know a, a geo or a beastmaster or something, uh, something that's kind of unwieldy to use. Like you can still use it, but it, it takes a lot more setup and you need a lot more finesse going, and you're just not going to get that from a pug, honestly. So yeah, crookeding that chaos in the pug makes most sense of all. I mean, I, I could have expected it when the leader says, "I've never popped NMs in here. What what do I need?" Oh, which you, you know, I know the page for that on BG isn't stellar, but it has that. It's pr- it's pretty complete with that. Yeah, here, let me give you these hydro pops. <laughs> I gave him tumult pop. Yeah, tumult's fine. Tumult explodes, but like I can see him popping like the turtle or or like I, the hydra. I told him not to get those. I told him get behemoth. Cerberus, uh, Fafnir, and uh, the Tumult, and that was it. Yeah, those are those are the ones that people should go after if you if they haven't figured that out yet. There's an argument for Chimera too, but you need a good healer. Potentially and you heal it quick because it has perfect dodge. Yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, it's painful when yeah. I think Ranger is best suited for it, considering Ranger isn't going nuts. I mean. If the ranger has to do physical, like in in our divergence, where the ranger is using savage blade only, yeah, I could see that for an event like that. 
I could see that making more sense. But if you're already, you know, it makes more sense for a ranger based on their play style and what they're doing versus, uh, you know, a red mage too, or other jobs if, on there. If the ranger has the right buffs though, and they have double shot up, I'm pretty sure meleeing with a kraken club is slower than shooting. It could also just be mental fatigue for two hours of engaging and disengaging and having to line up and shoot and stuff like that. So I yeah, think it'd be a fun. ranger should have like a one hit at, at one point. Like basically you have your TP from the last one plus your procs from double attack or double shot, which will almost always go off. And plus if the mobs running around, you're going to fucking chase it, which is great. You just shoot Yeah, because no tanks can fucking hold still in Dynamis, which is something I didn't bitch about from the last run that we heard. <laughs> Dude, the number of ninjas at 30% that I had to chase was unreal. Did you yell at them? Because I would have fucking... Yes, I, I constantly yelled. Was it... uh, yelling is all I do. Oh, was it, it, was it like Sif tanking again? Because guy. Sif has a, uh, a tendency yes. to just run the fuck away after claiming something. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I, I'm glad I went uh, sub-warrior, though, because I, I actually just started invoking. Yeah. I, I evoked all the ninjas, and I tried to get them away from people who were like trying to weapon skill them at 100%. Yeah, and killing everyone like and and I won't die like I know I won't die and I'm a ninja like like aside from my DT set that's going to save me on its own like I have have Skurzo you know Um, but yeah it it becomes slow if the other DDs die like I know that I'm not the only DD in that run and I'm telling people not to blow up ninjas because I know everyone else is made out of fucking glass so people need to just pay attention just because you're a hoochie mama doesn't mean everybody else has that cushion yeah pretty much but um yeah so as far as like Kraken club is concerned i would i would only ever be tempted to use it if one dropped from one of these up in arms fights that never drop um but i would never go buy one and i would honestly probably just end up selling it if i got one myself i I, I can't see that it's viable enough to matter there's no world where it's viable enough to matter and it's only going to become even less viable as new content comes out too correct people 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 should think about that. Like, sell them while they're high, basically. It's um, it's like this niche thing that people have where, you know, everyone's bought everything and they're just like, oh, what novelty is still there? And it's like, oh, this is actually pretty good. But then it's kind of like what you were saying before the pre-show. You're talking about how Warriors probably just be back on Shango right now instead of even using an inkling for everything. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I've seen, that's always I've been the case for skill chaining in general. Work. Yeah. Because that's more powerful than using the inkling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the only thing I think we even use Nagling for anymore within my group is um, just Bumba. Like when we had to do Bumba to get uh, Blame. our new guy caught up. Yeah, so once Blame got caught up, we just didn't need to do Bumba anymore, and we just don't even use the sword anymore. Yeah, because I mean, even in, we talked about this in, in Odyssey before, using Ukon makes a lot more sense for a warrior than Savage Boy, because you're not going to white damage the last bit of that mob off for shit with, with, a, with a Nagling versus an Ukon. I really want to see the warrior in our group get a, get a new con done. That'd be really cool. He's I, working on red mage right now, so I don't think it's going to happen. But I was ecstatic last time just that pickup run. The fact that I was using my R fifteen Holmes and just I was engaging on something, weapon skilling it, and if it had like thirty percent left, that'd be maybe forty percent. That'd be enough for me to get TP weapon skill the one next to it, and then kill that one just about. By the time I'm weapon skilling the one next to it to complete it in a skill chain. So I'm getting two kills in like the time frame of less than two kills. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like there's like basically no wasted weapon skill numbers in that method. Because I was hitting for upwards, you know, it's a sword, but when you're hitting for like twelve hundred when aftermath procs or something, that's that's good damage. Yeah. And it always feels bad like if you're busting out like that fifty K Savage Blade and the mobs at like five percent. Oh yeah. It's it's completely worthless so. to do that. Like yeah, so I would rather see the the numbers be used 
useful than be huge. So we have campaigns coming up for the lack of an update, I guess, that they gave us. Uh, it says on the main page of BG, the Silver Amon voucher one starts in nine days. But um, yeah. unless it's in like the return, huh? the Adventurer's Gratitude gift is not it. That's the Eshid rings that they're giving out for eight spots of everyone's fucking delivery box. But I don't see it on the Play Online news. Um, the Winter Bundle Up campaign, we're still, that's the thing that's about to end. So it says it on BG, but I don't know. That's, that's maybe, uh, Funk put it there. So he's usually not wrong when he puts stuff there. So, otherwise, just as a way to talk about what you can do this month, since we're now in the present without our buffer of episodes, <laughs> uh, obviously, let's see, the, the coolest thing to me is if you want to, because now that Mastery's gone up, I have all these level 37 and 49 jobs I have to level up. The CP and XP chain is going to be live from the 13th, so in two days. Yeah. Two and and hopefully they, like, Ninja added that so that it affects Mastery points, too. Be the first um, time, I think so that'll be say. really cool. Hopefully, Surge I've got a lot of jobs I got to get mastery points on, and yeah, I'm not even concerned with a lot of them. Like, I I just don't see a world right where it's going to be important that I have dragoon uh, at master level twenty or anything like that. So, like, I'm not going to worry about that job. Uh, for me, it makes but, more sense because I don't have too many right. jobs yet. But like, I find myself going dancer to a lot of things, so like, I need to get ML twenty dancer. Um, I I find myself going ninja to all sorts of shit now, uh, which is great because I love playing ninja. So I need to get it, that up there. I actually don't go Beastmaster to like almost anything anymore. So unfortunately, yeah. I don't have really a reason to do that. Your Beast um, is like my Dragoon now. Because there's you know, like you want to play it and you like it a lot. And I absolutely love... Like I think when I'm there, your Beastmaster comes out more because you have to make up for my lack of having anything you need. <laughs> I think that's when your Beast comes out a little more. Yeah, for I certain. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I haven't touched my Dragoon since the whole Thief kick because I've been, you know... I've been enjoying thief a lot so i just haven't i love my dragoon and everything but i just have not gotten on it yeah it's okay to like a job i just find that the dds start to get redundant once you stop needing to use one over another you know i like the whole like the having vondra now when i went through alexander i'm like awesome i was sending you tells in the link show i'm using it fox i'm using it it's true because i need uh, th for it and i was spamming i'm using it it was definitely very childlike i was i was happy to be using it was it. great it was my best option that was super funny. Yeah, but even in that case, what am I going to do on Dragoon? You Shining One? I, I didn't make... I'm not making the MP for Dragoon to spam Comlins. I mean, that would just be... be lame. It'd, be, it'd definitely be yeah. used in there for that case, but... Eh. Yeah, but I... I wouldn't either. Yeah. It's, I, I, I find Vajra cooler and more useful than um, uh, Rongmiant, Rongmiant for uh, Comlins, because I just think Mandalik Stab is a better weapon skill and has more use. Well, poor Dragoon, and, and like I don't want to like talk down about any particular job, but There's like weak points with, and everything. With the awesomeness, well, it used to be the strength that I used to find in Dragoon used to be its enmity control, and now that everyone has the possibility of subbing Dragoon and getting super jump, like it takes a lot away from Dragoon. Like Dragoon doesn't really have as much of an identity there. Like, sure, you get your uh, your passive buffs from your Wyvern level up, but outside of that. And using like cool polearm skills, you know, it, it you you aren't that different DD to DD. And honestly, to me, uh, Dark Knight sub Dragoon suddenly gets far more special than Dragoon sub Sam because Dark Knight has like a utility kit of spells and cap its HP. And I'm not trying to make job comparisons yeah. for the sake of saying a but job then, is better, but it's like one's kind of gets overshown. But then the problem is you, Hasso full time is a big deal for Dark Knight, whereas you don't have full time last resort. 
and it's still the defense down at last resort. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely true. I think it was bigger for samurai. Um, oh yeah, because I mean, Sam's gonna sub dragoon anyway. Yeah, you yeah. get nothing up, and like, like a lot of your dual wield light armor jobs can sub dragoon without penalty. So uh, I know I sub dragoon on ninja a lot when I go to DD. But yeah. now I have super jump question mark. I will never use that on Dragoon or, I, or on uh, Ninja. I think Dragoon's new identity becomes Dragoon's, Dragoon's old identity, which was a solo slash low man uh, heavy DD that skill chains like a fucking truck. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's honestly Dragoon's whole appeal still is great piercing damage as a DD that has low enmity, even though everyone else has super jump if they need it, even though it's more convenient for Dragoon, but just having all that permanent defender up, that kind of stuff is really, really kind of nice. Except that whole magic evasion thing. Whew, 26. <laughs> I don't know. Get those, uh, get those Galetti hands at uh, R20 and it, it, it gets a lot better. You know, I've been joining these random shoulder C runs. I'm probably going to make one too, maybe even tonight because I need the points. I have 30 K, which is enough, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get points. And then I can shout for, I still have my Monglifier bonus on from my last play with you. So I haven't lost it, and I still have a Monglifier on me. So if I just got people to do N'Gai V15, which I think is the easiest kind of pug thing to do uh, for a V15, it's not like Embos or something. That's even easier than, than you know the Dinosaur. Then, it sucks you can't set up the three-boss chain, though. Yeah, I can. I Well, yeah, I couldn't. That's what the whole point is. I don't uh, have... I couldn't imagine pugging that. That'd oh, no, crazy. that'd be easy. That'd be easy. I would do the Dullahan. That's really easy. And then I would do... Um, oh. I'd make it personal for my gain since I'm yelling for it. I would do Ubenai for capping the animator. And what's anyone going to say? I'm not joining. That's that's, that's actually a really good point. Like, you could still pug it as long as you hit, it, like, the really low bar for the other shit that you yeah. don't care about. Because the main concern is yeah. capping Gladys, which is what everyone else is going to be coming for. So, and plus the Koisty Badar. Uh, I'm still on like rank 13 on out of 15 or something, 12 out of 15. And I'm like one fight away from 13, I think. So those yeah, two was running one in. And the last one would just be, oh, I'm just picking something easy that I also want, guys. But I can't, I have all tier threes V15, all, you know, the one tier four V15. And I think missing one tier one, but I'm missing like three or four of the tier twos. So I can't actually do that group unless someone comes to do it. And I'm sitting there last night thinking, do I have to get up my Moglifier and farm a shit ton just to get all the V15s manually with pugs, which is going to be a nightmare for like a tier one? You should have all the V15 clears from us. So yeah, you, those not, still not the ones and twos. You. I never, but I never the ones and twos. You should be able to do like the ones you can you can do solo. I promise. But like the the twos though, like the twos I have are the Mata Mata, not... the Umbral, um, something else. I don't think I fought. The one that drops the summoner. That's the umbral drops the summoner session. There's there's a couple I haven't done. I don't have the sheer earring, which is what from the Mata Mata? Uh The Mata Mata is a Suru, so you don't need that one. Okay. That's the katana. So I'm missing at least three of them. Which um, You need like Raskovinch. Um, yeah, Raskovinch. I haven't fought that one. But like stopping yeah. to spend all my points on doing that sounds like a really lame thing. Eh, I wouldn't say it would take all of your points. Just get the clear on it and then decide... Like don't don't bother with like amplifiers and stuff because that's where it starts to get expensive. But just shout for like one offs, get them cleared on one offs, and then do your plan of getting the Galettis done. You know because that makes more sense like efficiency wise. So you could just like sandwich the two plans together, just do one before the other, or vice versa. If I had someone to do it, it would cut through all that, unfortunately. But I might have to just end up doing that because there's no other way around. Because people, I've been seeing people even yell today, V zero and guy and clear. Can I have it? Need someone to pop it? It's like hold on here. 
What one sec, man? I'll just fire. I'll just fire Felgar, and you'll just have to explain the carrot that you need to start doing stuff with me. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That's that's. I'm enjoying my unstructured free time. It's very nice. <laughs> I get right. to. I you know. I have my now my schedule's constant and everything, and it's it's life has been a lot more enjoyable, and I'm very happy. It's good, and I get to enjoy the game. So I'm finding that good game work life balance. Those three together in the trifecta. Anyway, so we have the chain campaign. No one cares about monstrosity unless you're going for mastery rank, which is not mastery level. Uh, Delve campaign, which how many people are making Idris and Apple Tree at this point? Who knows? Surge walk campaign, whatever. Uh, alter egos, big whoopity fucking doodah. Void watch campaign, which brings us to a thing of the update that just happened. Everyone is having their pet despawn after every void watch or every BCNM because Essie decided the the stopgap to fix the issue of pets not leveling right, specifically puppet. For the BCNM 60 specifically, for Kraken Club and stuff, was just to have everything despawn constantly. So now everything despawns constantly. That explains why when I did my up in arms today, I, my puppet died uh, upon zoning out. Yep. Okay. Which is well, annoying we, we because your timer. For this? So that means the Dragoon's fucking timer is going to be fucked. It's, uh, you know, for Summoner, it's fine. Unless it doesn't affect Dragoon, but for Puppet and Summoner, it absolutely does, as people have reported. So for Beast, no big deal. For, Dra- for Dragoon, though, that's absolutely fucking nuts. Wait, so what's the rationale for doing this? I don't, I don't understand why this is taking place. So someone, they rejected this on Essie's end because there was not enough information reported where mastery level points are affecting the automaton, as in you're getting plus five stat at level 60 from... Oh. Um, which is not the real issue. It's just someone noticed that and posted it. And then, of course, someone on the auction goes, fuck that guy for saying something, which is the fucking most crass and, and just pathetic thing to say. Because it's just like, oh, I was cheating and I really enjoyed getting away with it. You know, but, <laughs> right. but the actual issue is uh, that it was not reported on the official forums that I'll go ahead and say, even though Carrot told me not to say, because Carrot likes keeping secrets, is um, what you can do is you can apply all your job point extra capacity stuff to your puppet in town as like a master puppet. And you can get all those extra elemental capacities and go in there and keep them. And as well, once you fight it once, you can keep your extra maneuver duration. So you can have five minute maneuvers from the start with extra elemental capacity. And then of course the mastery bonus. So before the mastery bonus is even a problem, it was the same problem that was happening where you could use stuff you couldn't use. Uh, which would speed the fight up dramatically is making like up in arms like a one minute fight or less. Uh, I see. Yeah, and I that, was using like legit setups and it was still pretty fast. But I was wondering how people were doing that yeah, outside they, of just they were doing uh, it in less than a minute it. by doing that because it was uh, not checking multiple things on pups. So Essie's quick fix without saying they're fixing an issue because they want a ninja patch their disgrace here is just to make everything despawn. So. <laughs> That's why that's happening. In my opinion, it's not 100% fact, but that was 100% fact of what I just said was happening. And then the response from SC is this what is I dumb. expect is why they're doing that. So e- even if people were like cheating their balls off, right? And they're like getting it done in a minute or whatever. It's not like, for it, practical honestly, things, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like I, I have a mule that's geared to do this uh, specifically, that's specifically geared out to do this. And it doesn't really even kill it that much faster than, on, than on, I do on Fox. And on Fox, I don't even bother pulling my gear out. I just go in and, and just, like, apply some oils and we'll kill it in, like, four minutes or something. I wonder if the uh, extra elemental capacity still works in there. If, if it despawns and you go in, it can't because you had to call it before you zone in. So if it's despawning when you zone in, then it definitely fixes that problem. I was actually thinking for a second, maybe it actually didn't fix that capacity problem. 
I don't know because I don't usually pull the puppet out until I need it. So like yeah, usually that's what why happens people didn't is notice. Yeah, I'll zone in, pull the puppet out, kill it, and then like it used to stick around with me, obviously, and now it dies. So now I didn't even think anything of it. I'm just like, that's kind of weird. And then I like zoned in again for my second orb uh, earlier this morning, and I I spawned it again. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'll go kill it again. And I just thought it was weird that it, it despawns. So that clears that up a little bit. Yeah. So void watch campaign. What did he do? Die. If you need to go get it. Um, dark matter campaign. Whoop! Did he fucking? I need more phalanx. And I want better TH plus nuking gear for blue when I'm doing Omen, of course. Maybe I'll get one less nuke before I kill an Apex Porksy or something. I don't know. Yeah, guys, go get your Phalanx gear and don't just get it on like your one tank job. Like it's useful to have these sets on all jobs. Yeah. So I use um, Phalanx on blue. Yeah. And uh, a common practice for my group when we do like Odyssey farms and stuff is to have everyone put their Phalanx sets on before the the Red Mage sessions it. And everyone gets a super powerful Phalanx for like 13 plus minutes. That's so. going to be very niche. I was really happy our group did that. And sometimes I just flat out ignored it because it'd be mid combat and I'm not going to stop fighting mid combat to get my Phalanx, which would happen. But at the yeah. start, it was nice. I actually stopped stop making people stop when it was going to wear off. I actually just reapplied it mid combat quietly. Um, whenever I'm on scholar now, like I don't make people stop. It's only when we're at like pauses or if we're rebuffing songs or something and we're not fighting. Yeah. So combat yeah, magic skill increase down. campaign, which is great. If you're V gets uh, botting your rune fencer outside of Windurst walls and Osera, <laughs> you know, cause what's up V gets, uh, that was depressing to walk by, but not unusual. And uh, Objuration Dial Campaign. Ooh, ooh, more stuff to throw away, because every time I go in the game every day, I'm going to throw away a fucking key. That's so less exciting now that we have Domain Invasion giving us Abjurations that matter. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And if it only gave 119, then it'd be good. But it gives level 75 garbage that nobody wants. Yeah, man, you can go make your Kepper Kex. Seems great. Otherwise, here's the update. So let's tackle that. Do you have the update open, Fox? I do not. I'll link it to some, you. Some might even think that you actually just explained more about the update than the update itself will explain. Yes, yes, I did. I did. Yeah, let me get this. Up. Because that's not in the update notes. Yeah, like there's, there's not a whole lot going on here. Yeah, we, so, we had thought there'd be mastery, and they even made it sound like there was going to be mastery, but they didn't. didn't, didn't the, hold on, let me pull the preview up. That had to have been... Probably auction is going to be the quickest old news there. My favorite part about this update is when I watched the digest and Matsui P had a shirt with his own name on it. That was like the most powerful energy of all. I want to see Matsui P in a daddy's love dark knight shirt. Yeah, for real, dude. Oh. We, should, we, should, we should make one and send it to him. Oh, boy. How fucking great would that be? It'd be the funniest thing. Powerful Galka outline. Yep, next version update is scheduled. So here's what Matsui said, which made us think it was going to be a cool version update. So let's see. Records of Eminence update monthly objectives, add new objectives, voracious resurgence, add new quests, mastery level, um, update system message, which is like, okay, that's interesting. Remove the KL penalty from Mantra, da 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 add titles, ambuscade, um, Change monster spawn locations in certain areas. Remove level difference penalty in certain areas. So it's like, okay, they say they're going to do that. Then it sounds like they're going to put new mastery foes out like they did last with the Apex, the last update. And that would have followed the timeline that we talked about from mastery episode and expected. I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to put more Apex in. And we're going to go up another like 20 mastery levels or something. Uh, And didn't happen. And items. Add new items and add new items to the Porter Moogle, which is generally just, you know, when they say that, it means it's probably not special items but it could be 
Yeah, it's just too hard to sneak pop ob. <laughs> yeah, so apparently adjusting that was we didn't check, but our first guess and the 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 educated guess we can make is that they removed the apex from the ZNM pop spot tier one because they were there aggroing people. So that might have been the change because that was the zone and that was the only change. Hey man, they couldn't figure it out. It was tough. So yeah, they added a couple of Voracious Resurgence quests, which I have not done any of them, because as I said before, we get stories so infrequently. I don't want to make it like Cobra Kai, trying to remember season one when season four is about to freaking land soon. Go, go, Cobra Kai. <laughs> but I want to enjoy the whole story at once, because it's probably the last big story we're going to get, which which nice, because I thought that um, Rhapsodies was the last big story we're going to get, and maybe we get a cooler story. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I hope it keeps on going. Like, Rhapsodies was good, but... yeah. And Voracious Resurgence hasn't been bad because I'm up to date on it. I'm not going to talk about it specifically, but like I, I'm up to date on it and it, it's been decent so far. It's a little disjointed. You could tell the writing's not quite as good as it had been in the past, but it's still not terrible. Um, the battle content and stuff has progressively gotten more, I'm going to call it more difficult, um, but it's still going to be trivial to most people who are like power geared at, at like 119. Um, but hopefully it continues to get harder to the point where we actually do have to team up to to clear the content. I think that would be pretty cool. So since I've been working on my guides, I'm going to get back to the 1 to 119 guide, Fox. Would you say that Voracious Resurgence is geared for a level 119 player that is not like uh, Odyssey, Nayame, rank 20, but just like a normal yes. has Ambuscade plus 1 slash 2, an Ambuscade weapon, but like no ultimate weapon and none of that stuff? If approached reasonably, this fight should be doable by most jobs that can that can solo in some kind of capacity um, in like Ambuscade plus two gear. Okay, so it's it's within has one one nineteen gear, but it's not like it, full yeah. eminence gear because everything before except like the last couple things, maybe it's the very last fight of Rhapsodies is like one seventeen gear can do it. Yeah, it's definitely a step above that, and based on this last fight that I that I did. Um, I could see some people maybe having an issue with one of the mechanics one of the mobs uses, but as long as you come in prepared and prepared to deal with it, you probably won't run into any like super huge problems. So yeah, would they add like two quests? Uh, for this one, it's a single quest on this update. Wow. And they gave us a, um, a, a cape piece that now you no longer need sneak and viz because it'll just give you sneak Is and viz. Is it every two hours you time. can use it once though? Yeah, but how often do you need to sneak and viz? Yeah, but still, so, it's, I mean, it's, that's it's true. An yeah, spot. I would just keep oils and powders and use them immediately. I immediately threw it on the Moogle because I don't know what amalgamation of item useless items they've given us. They're going to need in order to make like whatever remas are coming out. So at least, yeah, you never know with them. But at least they made it instantly storable because in the past, when they added login campaign items, they would release something and then next update next month they would add it as a storable item. So you have to hold on to it for a whole month. Yeah. So at least I've been storing out. I've been storing everything because from Voracious Resurgence, it's been suspiciously unique that they hand out like a different weapon type as a level one lock style weapon. And they haven't really been repeatable outside of the club that you get from this recent one. There's also the Thunder Hammer from an earlier one. So you're, so the club you're thinking is the maybe repeat. the level ones you get along the way get reforged? That's what I'm thinking. It, it probably like my theory, and, and I don't want to go too deep on theories, is that you'll need one of these weapons from Bracious Resurgence as you go through completing the story, and you'll need to combine it with like one of the like event related ones that keep shoving down our throat at nauseum um, every month, because like the the Moogle almost always gives us one of the new ones that are like the the skin models of the Nomad Bonanza ones that everyone wants, and you'll have to combine it with the right Ambuscade monthly weapon. Ooh. Ooh. 
I mean, who knows? But I like to hang on to all these things. And like, I always raise an eyebrow to the parallels that they may draw so that maybe I can at least be ready for it. But I'm not saying that it's obviously there's no way of me knowing that that could be the case. So that was the big headline of this whole month. You know, there you go, Fox. That's the whole update. Let's say see you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so they added some records of eminent stuff where you get some extra silver vouchers if you've done this latest quest, I guess. I didn't do this, so I don't have access to them, so I don't know. But more silver vouchers is not a bad thing. Yeah. You don't um, I actually run out every month, and I, I do those extra silver voucher mobs. I've been ignoring the fucking silver vouchers. I, I do them because it's the only realistic way that I'm ever going to get a new Doug jacket someday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, I mean, like, if Besiege was a one-time event, I'd happily go to Besiege. I think Besiege is nifty to go to, but when it's two times, I'm like, oh, wait. I've had plenty of times where I get one, and I just never get the other one. And it's I just don't even bother, because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do two of them. Because they're never on or happening when I'm around or noticing, so Besiege is kind of annoying like that. I'm also the douche that runs in and just insta-murders the boss. It takes a while for the boss to pop. Sometimes, yeah. But I'll just stand there and wait for the boss, and then I'll find him. <laughs> And then I'll kill him. What's it says a new designation has been added, which I don't know what that means, but title. Oh, a title. Oh, ooh, what the fucking do Yeah, the title is Tireless Tracker. It's for completing VR. Yeah. The VR up to this Tireless point. Tracker of update notes, as you do. Yeah. So players no longer lose XP when killed by the chest in a mantra, which is probably the best thing because exemplar points are Because kind of that's a huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like my my dogs are going off. It was an avoidable problem, but still. Even if you died, like, it doesn't matter that you lose some points. I mean, get over it. Like, that was not a change that was worth their time, honestly. It probably didn't take any effort whatsoever. I hope not, because, like, any time they, they make a change like that, I always, like, cringe a little bit because I don't know how much effort goes into it, and I'm afraid it might be pushing out something that's actually relevant and useful to people. So the next thing was a little bit of a stir on Auction House, and I think it's an overstated copy-paste error. Uh, the Ambuscade changed out, and they basically now you can complete every set if you have 500,000 gallantry. <laughs> so you can complete every set to plus two in one month if you have 500,000 gallantry, which you don't have that. You just don't. But if you did, you no. can complete them all. But it looks like they copy-pasted uh, feet slash feet plus one all the way down through head, chest, <laughs> everything. And then they got to fingers, and they copy-pasted it again as fingers and fingers plus one. And then everyone's like, look, they're going to give us plus one ambuscade rings. It's like they very well may. But to me, that looks like a, uh, a copy-paste error that's very typical of SE uh, you know, they secretary do. work. It'd be cool. It should. Yeah, they're, rings they're very plus one and, and rings plus two. Well, rings plus two would be like right on par with what you need because I, I still use flamma ring in some situations on, yes. on armor jobs. Flamma is so close that if a plus one came out and gave plus one more store CP, it would be right there. It'd be and uh, I'll use Aonmo on like Beastmaster for magic accuracy. It's great. But yeah, there's a lot of rings like Celevia Ring is kind of, you know, Maganda. trash. Maganata Ring, yeah, is really trash. Um, and Yanga Ring is, is super powerful. In fact, that's probably going to be the most powerful ring if they ever plus to it because it has like a crazy amount of magic evasion on the ring slot. Like, Which that is ring great is, for a mage. Is dumb. If anything, yeah, I it, think it's a mage, magic evasion and refresh. I like the mages having high magic evasion gear over any other characters in the game because they're on the back line and should be able to evade magic. They're magical users. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're also the ones that are going to be taking it off the people who aren't magic users. Yeah, and their their physical defense is so weak that they already have a weakness. Yeah. So, level adjustment has been abolished in Idawa Subterrain. So, to me, it, it looks like they ran... To me, in my impression, at least, it looks like they ran out of time to add the Mastery and Apex to Idawa, but they, they're doing something to Idawa, unless they really only care about... 
because uh, Idaho makes a lot of sense as an area at Apex too. It's a big. Yeah. It's got like eight maps to the freaking place. Big area. It's out of the way, but you can also teleport there from the UNM person. So hopefully mm-hmm. they're actually nearby in those spawns. And even if they, um, I think a good place to add them to would be the map that has Pandemonium Warden. Because before that whole, well, I guess you would have to sneak it in this past them. But before that whole area, there's plenty of empty space in a hallway all the way up to it. So this actually matches a pattern that they had before they released the last mastery level increase, though, because they, they actually uncapped other zones. They, they abolished level adjustment in other zones. And then the following month, they released the master level update. And now they're removing it in certain zones. So there's a high chance we'll get it next month. So, so it's yeah, easy okay. just to say, hey, we're going to get it next month. I want to sound smart. But no, if it's following a pattern. But so this far. does actually fit pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be nice if that's the case. Cause then if it happens twice in a row, then we can expect that if we see a level adjustment, then we know the following update will probably have them. It'd be a higher likelihood. So we can be ready for it, but who knows, but it, it would establish you, a pattern though. I got to tell you, Idaho subterrain was one of my absolute favorite areas to level in leveling up. I hated it. Oh, it was great. You never go to the, the defoliator camp and there yes. was that, that hill you had to run around and everyone camps the top of the hill. Oh, it was great. I love that camp. I, I did not think that camp fondly or defoliators oh. fondly. It was great. It felt I too much going, like Crawler's Nest, and I hated fucking Crawler's Nest. You know so. why it was so memorable, too? Because when I was leveling Thief, that's when I got Assassin. Oh, that does make sense. That's, that's a big deal. So, like, getting Assassin for the first time and doing, a, like, a SATA or something just for the first time ever with, with Dancing Edge and finally doing something with your Thief just kind of felt I, cool. I, I think it's just that we spent too much damn time fighting Crawler's Dude. We fought him in Crawler's Nest. We fought the ones in Mount Z that did incinerate. We, we fought the, the Adiwa subterrain ones. I don't know, and, but the, the music too in that zone while you're at that camp, and it's like the camp's unique in terms of physical properties of the hill and everything. The mob just ran right up; it didn't care. Yeah. But sometimes it path weird. But just it was it was a cool camp. It was it wasn't flat, and the music was like dun 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 dun. dun. I'm not even fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. But it's got like yeah, the little, yeah. like the little harp and everything. It's not a harp. It's like a lyre or something. It's it's which, the harp's deeper, which is nice for the jobs that didn't have to engage because you got to listen to it more often. But the moment you engage, though. Here comes the battle theme. And I mean, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, I actually really hate the battle theme because I've heard it for so many years. Yeah. So otherwise here we have as an anti-RMT measure, which we didn't have an episode last week. and I would have talked about how excited I was for this and how... I was excited too. Yeah, and, and once again, I mean, I, I'm hoping SC follows through what they said with if this isn't good enough, we're going to follow up with more intense measures or just follow up with more measures because... So they've added the penalty back because it used to exist and they got rid of it, but they added more of a penalty and I guess of some sort to getting uh, XP limit points, capacity points and exemplar points to any party between seven and 11 players, which is a really weird number. Why is it seven and 11? Yeah. Why, why, it why not 12? I mean, was, I guess the penalty already existed for 12, but I never stopped the RMT before. So, I mean, why is it only seven to 11? That's, I honestly think they should have just nuked it from orbit and that yeah. every party from seven to 18 players big should have only gained like one exemplar point per kill. Yeah. Just completely fucked them over because there's there's no reason to be XPing like that. Nobody is actually doing it. Abyssia is over. No one's no yeah. one's doing alliances. And even then, that didn't make too much sense because people just AFK'd there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, th- yeah. there's no reason to for anyone to XP that way. And they're not stepping on anyone's toes, but I know they're, they're trying to be careful about it. But this- the only people who are, do- who are XPing that huge are just the ones who are exploiting it anyway. This was another example of Essie being too afraid to commit to a change, like the Goblin Bounty Hunters. That This is like, this is being afraid to Goblin Bounty Hunter in 2021. They go, oh, we don't want to affect the players too much. Because let's be fair, Goblin Bounty Hunters really fucked your party up a bit and quiff them. 
when you're leveling affected real players, not just fish bots. So I guess they're afraid to go back to those measures. Which they they should make a uh, a mob that spawns from apex, apex mobs that, be, like, that becomes yeah that becomes more powerful based on the number of people in your party because they already have script for that because that's should, how all the the uh, the other stuff works. It uh, would make more sense mobs. to have the mobs scale based on the people in your party. Could you imagine just like some crazy ass apex just like spawning and just immediately destroying everyone because they're just not even spawning, people. just any apex that you're fighting scales in difficulty based on how many people in your party. Yeah, that would be cool, and not give any more points for doing so. Yeah, it's got like two billion HP, and they're like trying to kill it with Tashi Jimpu. Yeah, because SA would just add more HP to it, but then it would still, if it's got that much to it, it wouldn't. It would just still slow it down dramatically. So at the end of the day, give one exemplar point. I think that perhaps the RMT are just putting their heal dots outside of the party now, and they're reducing the number of people that would give them a penalty, and it's not changing anything. Because let me tell you, on Asera, those those fucking yells are still going full steam. It's true. And what a lot of people don't realize is it takes absolutely nothing to get a samurai to the point where they can just insta-kill those things. Yeah, two people uh, in a party could do it, a Geo and a Sam, oh yeah. and then everyone else outside could heal. That's it. Oh yeah, hybrid weapon skills are stupid broken, and I hope their fix is not to hybrid weapon skills eventually, because that would make me sad. But... <laughs> How much is that doggy in the window? Uh, dog is really stupid. Is, is someone knocking on your door too to say thanks for getting our mail? Ah, uh, no. No, I honestly don't know what they could be barking at. Like, I don't see anyone outside. Oh, uh, it must be the birds, Fox. They must be conspiring outside. The conspiracy birds. No, it's too cold. They've flown away. Tweet, 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 steel beams. But yeah, there, like, there's there's lots of things that they could they could do. Um, I honestly don't know what they would do if if they're taking that scenario, like like what you're saying, where they've like taken the healers outside the party and they're only selling to like four people at a time. Um, they couldn't do I anything mean, at that point. They would have to yeah. get actively on the bots and, and like they if can do that but they also if they're selling for 20 mil ahead too it's like 80 mil per per thing like that's not small 80 mil a day like that's actually still pretty robust for an automatic process 80 mil a day per like four bots you can make more bots and go to another place yeah. and get 160 mil a day and have two camps going at once it's not it's disappointing yeah it is so i'm glad that they tried and hopefully they stick to their word and keep trying because it's not good enough, they got to do something. Just, I mean, just the spam alone. If you see the same bullshit spam, if if the shout add-on can filter out for it, you can filter for the same sort of bullshit of, you know, uh, holiday 2021's here, keep uh, warm with Gil or something. Like the yell today was keep warm with Gil with code holiday 2021 or something. And it's like, okay, now we're keeping warm. You know... They were nice enough to update our blacklists. I think we're blacklisting the wrong people. We should just like rant and go down there just occasionally, see who's sitting in party with these people, and just blacklist them. Yeah, I've been adding people like uh, Aragon yesterday yelled to sell some trivial bullshit. It was selling like Lilith or something as a normal person, not like an RMT, just a normal person trying to merc. I just added that guy mm -hmm. right to the fucking blacklist. Yeah, I mean, it's not your thing for sure. It hurts me because like, when I try to do my Alexander, I can't get people as easily, but it's... it's yeah, because they probably think you're trying to sell it. No. Well, actually, I had someone join. I thought it was Ambuscade. <laughs> I said oh, HTBF man. Alexander. I know it's... I know if you just read... Ignore, ignore that first part and just read Alexander VD, it kind of looks like Ambuscade VD, but come on. Yeah, even when I merc Ambuscade, like, I always hope that, like, nobody joins and that people <sighs> actually just fucking do the stuff. Lucky I like totally you, Fox. Huh? Lucky I oh, like yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Well, I never pretend to be anything different, though, and I would much rather see like people go in and actually do this content. Like, 
people don't need to be murking stuff and these people are going to buy it anyway. Like, shutting off their ability to use the RMT services to level up though would be huge towards making that a thing because yeah. then they yeah, then they they would have not as much. hard to level. Yeah. It becomes hard on people like me who actually want to level a new job and get CP on it or something because it's hard to find people who haven't just paid all their jobs up, you know? It's true. So it makes it harder on someone like me who doesn't want to pay these cunts and uh, I want to make a, you know, JP party or something for, I don't know, Beastmaster or something in the future. I can't do it because, I mean, I can. It's it just not as easy as it should be. No, it's definitely not. And, that's and there's not like just... a marked decline in like how good players are. Oh yeah, even when we talked about Melfina and shit last update, that bard that was buffing them just stood there. <laughs> it's that's just like terrible. if you could even get a bard at someone's alt and it's just capped and they have it sitting there on, on like script mode just doing the same thing. I've actually been thinking a lot lately. Like if I didn't have the group of people that I play with, like I would probably just change servers and like yeah. obviously not merc anymore because I, I I don't need to do that really. I just do it to kind of do something with other people. Yeah, but, until Blame came back, you didn't, so... Yeah, and it doesn't bother me to not do it, either. Like, there's there's shades of murking. Like, people... Like, there, there are mercs that... And nobody should be doing it. Like, I'm not saying that it's okay or anything, but... Because it, it, it promotes people not playing the game, and that's what sucks. But, I mean, people are going to be, like, throwing this money, and I'd rather them throw it at me rather than RMTs. That's just all there is to it at the end of the day. I will gladly intercept their payments. Gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah, but yeah, like I would actually like uh, talking in uh, the the help channel today when I was talking about like red mage stuff and like my Lua and all that. Like the dude was talking about um, uh, how it's like LS driven over on Ragnarok, and like I would rather just play under that sort of thing. Like I would rather join a link shell, do like daily events and stuff um, with other people who like need to get stuff done, even if I'm not getting anything. Like I'm at the point in this game where I would rather just like play the game just to play the game. Like I don't need to get stuff. And not everyone feels that way. And like with everyone trying to shortcut their way to shit, like it, it's it kind of like perpetuates that mentality that you always got to be getting something. And like that's what drives people to like pay for trying to have the best stuff so they can go and get stuff. And I don't know. It's just yeah, I mean, it's, it's the wrong outlook. I think as a player in this game who sits there and writes the guys and thinks about their gear extensively and goes out there and tries to do a good job and does try to win daddy's love. Uh, as a player who's like that, right? I don't make it everything. I keep it in perspective. If I lose, I don't care. But I'll try to do as good as I can, and, and maybe I'll win the parse. Yeah, that's all people should be doing too. They should just be trying. It doesn't mean you have to pretend like. But as that that player who only has like rank eleven Gladys knife and not twenty, or doesn't have Shira earring, or all these things, like those don't keep me from doing that. It helps, but I mean, there's I don't I want to get those items, but I don't like decide i'm going to throw down everything to get it immediately on my terms it, you know it'll it'll line up and if i make it happen before that or if i wait longer then that's just i have things to do in the game so if i'm not getting to it then i have other things to take care of yeah and as someone who does not have a single rank 15 weapon i can tell you that you just don't need them at all and you can still win the parson dynasty yeah i didn't even have gladys that dynamis i should have uh i should have taken it with me even in r0 would have been even better to to be fair, I do have a rank 12 Heishi, but uh, I was never using Blade Shunt, so what does it matter? I still have to do the TP bonus dagger trials, Fox. Gross. Yeah. It's a lot. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, Actually, I, I got them done like a day because I have like no life, but um, it, it wasn't too bad because you, if you have one at plus two already, uh, then you can actually do the plus two and the NQ one at the same time and get progress for like the first three trials. 
Interesting. It actually overlaps really nicely. I don't, I mean, I don't see myself being a thief with that bow and doing that, but I guess I could, it'd be great. I guess it'd be nice to keep my options open and I might as well make two at once. In the air body fight, you would just not be dead. And that's really important. (laughs) And I can see it applying to Zevioso as well, because that's another one that's kind of a, it can be a bitch. Here's Um, a problem though. No one makes beryllium arrows on a Sarah. It's true. I can Um, make the fletchings, but. Oh, you have synergy though, right? Oh, you need a woodworker though. I have a clothcraft and a synergist, and I also my synergy is close to Kaplan's place. Yeah, I, I, I haven't worked on it in a bit, but yeah, I don't know how high the woodworking has to be. Probably more than seventy. But I, I would when I them. when I went in to test proof of concept on Zevioso without like actually like setting the run up for it, um, I was doing it on Ninja. My accuracy was pretty bad, but I was using Chapuli arrows, which are not great. <laughs> um, and I was actually able to uh, Imperial arrow for about ten k which is really nice for not having any buffs whatsoever. <laughs> and so. it's a fight where we've been limited to, we only have two jobs that can DD on it. And if you're doing multiple things, you kind of might want those other jobs. So yeah, it opens up great possibilities for Ninja, Ninja and Thief specifically. Um, those, those jobs being able to be range damage dealers alongside a Corsair and a Ranger alleviate the need for like a massive amount of buffs that you would normally have in that fight to power up those other two jobs enough to, in order to do their job. And also it's nice, especially in Arabati, because hate can become an issue later on in the fight, um, to spread it out amongst four people and have one of those people be a ninja who could potentially start doing stuff in Yonin and then just like getting rid of the hate through Shadowbleed uh, eventually. Or a thief being able to steal it. Yeah, like it, it's it's really nice to um, have more outlets for hate that isn't like a Corsair eventually pulling hate or a Ranger eventually pulling hate. Because if four people are taking that mob down, then you're not building as much hate on one particular player as you would normally in that same situation. Like it's more evenly distributed, which um, is definitely very helpful and can make it so you don't need like bards with the, uh, the uh, adventures dirge. Would this be a case for apex arrow? Because if you have all the jobs only spamming fusion, um, then maybe apex arrow would be able to make that frag for light. It ignores defense. So I don't know. It's not going to be, it's ignoring maybe 30% defense at 2k. It's 15 at 1,000. I assume it's going to follow like Kamala's Torment mechanics. It's but, worth checking out. Is Thief yeah. on it? I actually I don't have it pulled up. No, it's um, Ranger and Sam. Sam is kind of interesting, but not so much for Ranger. I think I would still rather have Rangers doing detonators. Yeah, I'm sure. Huge damage. I'm sure they would do a lot more damage, but I'm just saying if someone can make a frag up in light. Otherwise, you're just going to make no skill chains. Not that it's going to change well, the, problem, the fight. The problem is that the skill chains are always ass on these fights. Yeah, that's true. Because like we're talking about jail NMs, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's, they're I always I have to always remember that skill chains do shit to them. It's still it's still good to look out for though, because you know being able to make skill chains in weird ways is still really nice. I was actually really hopeful that Ninja would have a really sick flaming arrow, uh, since it's a hybrid weapon skill, and it was it was pretty lackluster. <laughs> it it only does about the damage Blade Ten does. It's nowhere near like using a great katana or a katana for hybrids. You know. While we're talking about range stuff, I have the thing pulled up here of things. How cool would it have been if Blast Arrow was a cooler weapon skill for Rangers? So instead of being able to spam Savage Blade with Nagling, like they did like a Blast Arrow while meleeing. Yeah, I was always a fan of the um, of the numbing shot or whatever because you got yeah, to pistol whip a bitch. It, well, same concept. It's it's a melee distance range attack instead of being yeah. a range range attack. Blast Arrow and uh, numbing shot. Dude, the pistol whip is so sweet. It is really cool. One of the cooler weapon skills. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, if they powered those things up, that'd be really neat. Just, I'd just like to see them usable, and then maybe your Kraken Club Rangers can come out of the the woodworks again. Who knows? It's a lame. It's got two FTP, fifty agility, twenty strength, and it's ranged accuracy varies with TP. So it's not, unfortunately, it's not good. See, I I don't know. I don't know about Kraken Club Ranger thing. Like to circle back to it, like we just clear. Sandy, um, wave three for somebody, and we used no rangers to do it, like, and it wasn't even challenging. So, I don't really, it's because it's I so easy to take a cracking club ranger to it. Yeah, I don't understand why people think they need specific things. Like, I've actually talked to people who have said, Oh, you need rangers to do this, and they were like adamant about it. Wow, and I was like, Oh, really? They must have <laughs> really, they must have read auctionhouse.com while taking a shit one day and decided, Man, this yeah. is nuts. I can't believe anyone would not use that. But dude, it has no, to be done this way. It's no different than taking a fucking ninja to Savage Blade. Or a warrior you to just hit him with Chango. A ninja would be better to Savage Blade than a ranger because you have Dokken and you have TP bonus. Why would you... Whatever. It's more synergistic, yes. Yes, it's just it's a far better combo to me than Kraken Club Ranger, which for some well, reason is overstated. In the same setup, like if they're spamming True Flight, then that means they have like you know magic based buffs. Like a ninja wouldn't even be spamming Savage Blade; they'd be spamming hybrid weapon skills and just doing crap tons of damage. Yeah, that's that's yeah. also there. There would be no Savage Blade. It's it nice that you can shoot a statue from a distance as a ranger, and that's where that event really lines up for that. But it's no different than doing it on ninja, and no one's going nuts saying you got to take a ninja to Divergence. No one, no one does that. I actually got unreasonably excited during the Dynamis run because uh, we ended up with like a bunch of statues in one pole. And I actually one shot a statue in wave two with blade. Eye. <laughs> it was like the best thing ever. I've been wanting to do that for years and I'd always come so close. And finally I was able to do it. Wow. I feel like I got lucky and I'm pretty sure I had triple dark conditions, but yeah, it, it finally happened. And I was pretty stoked. I was unreasonably stoked. I was like Vajra versus Alexander Stoke. Oh, wow. Were you usually retyping a link shell? It was oh, I did it. I'm doing it. Did you see what I did, guys? Foxy, you died. Foxy Hoochie Mama strikes again. Yeah, just get unreasonably excited about things you've been trying to do for a while. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that was the whole update. There was nothing, nothing else besides that, and that's that's that can't. Okay, that I'm just glad my ob pop is free of tyranny again. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of glad people are getting fucked because that's funny. I mean, I haven't checked it because there's a note on BG I'll have to fix that someone put there. If it's not the case anymore, I have to fix it. But oh, uh, this yeah. this month's ambuscade though is uh, Moogle again, which is Zala already put out a video. Yeah, one minute and twenty three seconds, I think. So one, two, three. Yeah, I think Zala's just going to continue to prove that we're too powerful for the content that we have. Yeah, I'm happy that one my thieves needed this month, which is oh, yeah. going to be fucking great. Oh yeah, it's very needed. It's in- incredibly useful. And also, for everyone who's seen the shouts, no, you do not need to summon or burn it. Um, you probably have the power amongst your DD friends to DD Zerg it. Um, or you can just do the fight mechanics, which aren't that bad as long as you pay attention. Not a Vajra month, though, unfortunately. Oh, no, you'll be hyper buffed. Like, you yeah. might as well just go smash it's everything. Gonna, it's going to be an Aeneas month because I have not made TP bonus. And because my Aeneas will be better than a rank 11 uh, Rudra Storm uh, yeah I, I i've been trying to work on capping that right now uh, yeah i can see that like you're gonna be spamming tp like upon use yeah um, since i'm only rank, if it was like rank 14 i'd go for it but it's not it's rank 11 so i'm not doing it plus i don't have the chento yet anyway uh correct you'll be spamming it upon getting like 1k or close to 1k 
Yeah, I'd still be spamming. Like, it's like 1100 and no more. I would still be spamming as soon as I get TP with Aeneas this month. But yeah, just like watching all those DDs just absolutely curb stomp this Moogle. Like, that's what it's going to look like going forward. Honestly, the Iron Giant month was was sort of fun for a while because it at least wasn't something that you would just like curb stomp. Yeah, but it wasn't inclusive for my jobs. So True. It, it became more niche and that was the problem. Um, it was like ninjas or rangers, pick your choice. I did do one for like three seals as a uh, rune fencer, and now I have like fifteen Objala shields, so I could just I get that five hundred k gallantry and spend it on all these things that I don't need. There you go. Then you can just like store them and have those slips. I think it would be nice to get plus one rings, though. That would be not broken. No, not at all. Especially not in the face of like stuff we've been getting. Uh, honestly, our accessory slots need to start catching up to our, our armor slots if we're really going to go full power creep, you know? Yeah, I was working on the DT sets for Thief again today because it was DT dual wield, which I've always wanted to do and make and talk about that for Blue Mage, but I guess I did it for Thief. And it's just the accessories were, they were nice and sometimes they were kind of important, but a lot of times they just were not. And they were the best places to pick up DT and or accuracy and they're really just best for accuracy. Yeah, because if I go from using Dedition earring to Telos earring or Crepuscular earring, that's twenty accuracy picked up in one slot with other gains. So it's actually the best use for the slot. Oh yeah, in the face of Crepuscular earring, Dedition earring is so garbage now. Because like you can use Telos and and Crepuscular, so why the hell would you ever use Dedition? Dedition has more store TP, still it's still a better earring. It it has plus it has plus three man. It's the plus eight still. It's a big deal. Uh, when you're yeah, when you're I mean, swinging those low delay weapons, that plus three is still. I mean, you have to you have You're right, sets. and you don't always need accuracy. I mean, that is true, yeah. but especially on Thief. Yeah. On Thief, you're already using the Pillager's Vest and other stuff. It's you got a lot of accuracy already on Thief. That's why that earring makes more so sense. Like I don't use it on though. Dragoon because while Dragoon does get good accuracy, I just find that Dragoon's heavy armor has less accuracy than Thief's light armor. It just hurts me that you know, like you sacrifice both accessory slots for your ears for plus thirteen store TP and like nothing else. Uh, it's five strength, five dex, subtle blow, and store TP and double tech. Oh well, Sherida, yeah, yeah, Sherida and addition. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just keep thinking like Telos. Yeah, Sherida makes more sense. But obviously. even for even for DT, to get that three percent from uh, Odnoa earring and accuracy is nice. It's like they're really good for accuracy in the ears. Yeah, I spend too much time on Ninja. I don't get the the Sherida the Sherida difference. Yeah, I, I only get to use it on Thief and Dragoon. Well, yeah, Pup can't use it, right? Pretty sure that's why I need Sheer Earring because Pup can't use it. Yeah, but Sheer Earring's fucking great anyway. Yes, it is. Yeah, Pup's not on Sherida because why would it be? Rune's on it though. There you go. The last yeah, I only I only get got. to use uh, I only get to use Sheer Earring whenever I'm on Monk, which is like extremely rare. Like the world where I get to go as a DD. Because you're too good in everything else. Yeah, Dra- well, Dra- Dragoon not being on sheer earring is very depressing. I think it's more so that I don't ever bitch about going on anything else. It's like, I'll be a healer, no problem. Yeah, there's I'll only, there's only no five problem. jobs on it, so I can't imagine you get to use it nearly as much. I'll be a mage only bard, no problem. Actually preferred. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I actually have a great time playing fucking Guitar Hero on Bard. Because like, I watch people fuck up all Dynamis long or, or all content long against her content here. And like penis mowing the songs back on, like bringing people back up to speed is like still interesting to me. So I had the Alexander VD it was painful because the bard we had would first of Sing all, dummies. we'd have no MP on the white mage, which you kind of need. Alexander's not very deadly, but if you don't have MP, you can't heal. 
Yeah, damage causes death. Yep. Yeah. Checks out. So every time we would lose songs, they would just be slow into getting them back up, first of all. Then second of all, they would put up dummies first instead of going I hate that. instead of going right into two marches. So most of the time we just had like dummies up and they were just very inefficient at rebuffing and not good at giving the ma- the white mage ballad and it just you know, sometimes I go down because yeah. I'm only I'm VD tanking on thief and I don't have defense because I don't have other buffs because no one's buffing. No one's re- no. The white mage didn't recast protect at all. So. So for people who don't quite know what we're talking about, like there's two schools of thought on bard. And that's where you'll have a bard who will sing what's called dummy songs. And you'll see them sing like like four to five of like goblin gavotes and fallow bodes and shit like that <laughs> along with an honor march because you can't get around singing an honor Pay march on one yeah and then they they go back through and they overwrite over the top of them again and then there's the bards who will have a um a toggle for whether or not they sing in their uh dardabla or or terpander or whatever and then sing in like g horn or full potency right and what that means is that you toggle that and you get to sing the songs that matter, even if they're not at full potency. And then you can overwrite them afterwards with the full potency version. So at least you're getting something useful. Um, obviously, based on my description just now, I'm a bard in that second camp. And I absolutely sing songs that matter rather than like gavotes and shit. But yeah, I see that happen a lot where like shit's hitting the fan and someone's like, it's like their seventh song deep non nitro. And they're finally getting around to like reapplying haste, or they're finally getting around to like giving refresh to your mages. And it's in a fight like Alexander, that's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. Because for those uninitiated, Alexander will do. I mean, if you're doing skill chains, which I got to a point where I was trying not to skill chain, but when Shark Bite's doing less than 10k, and I'm able to do, you know, more than 10k with Vajra and stack with Vajra's bonus for like a 30k. Uh, trick attack because you can't sneak attack Alexander as well. Can't hit him from behind. So like a 30k Mandalic stab, it's like you can't spam Shark Blade, Shark Bite for a lot less than that when you're not buffed and everything, especially when you're not getting rebuffed. Yeah. So when you're getting constantly dispelled, you need the Bard to sit there and like be reactive and get stuff back up right away to speed up and end the fight. So you don't have to do more healing and also to sing the songs in the proper order. Yes, I don't need all the so like. Yeah, so it's pretty easy to just like pianissimo the ballad onto the white mage. Um, that should be the first thing they do. Or you could like even throw out a victory march so that everyone has haste so they can get like shadows back up if applicable, things like that. Just give them one, then like, go back to the other one later. Yeah, and then you can sing them in a weird order, yes, because you're not nitroing anyway. But you my just script. Need to get songs back. Exactly. That is the problem. And the people who subscribe to Thought Process One that I defined are usually hitting a macro and singing all their songs off of a script. Sing us and a song. You're the forever. pianissimo man. Sing us a song tonight. Oh yeah, dude. When I Alexander's removed all your shows. buffs, and you're not winning the fight. All right. Oh man, I use so much pianissimo. You just get out there on your board and, and whip that pianissimo right out. Oh yeah, dude. And then it's also great because if it's not a script, then you can actually stop between singing songs and actually contribute with like healing and stuff too it's it's amazing how that works man that's crazy and go back to singing again man if i didn't hit a macro for my exact songs on bard i wouldn't know how to do it yeah i i just people don't understand how dummies work they think they have to have all dummies on before singing any songs and it's not 2013 anymore i don't have a single dummy song i sing every song as the song that i meant to be singing for the party and that also helps with like bard swaps and stuff too because you don't run into situations where like two people are using the same dummy song, uh, pre rotation. Like you are obviously singing the songs that are unique to you. So there's like no issues at all doing it that way. I don't see why people 
people just don't do it that way. It doesn't make sense to me. Sing us a song, you're the pianissimo man. Oh, yeah. So, Moogles this month, and we just going to kill it, but... So, yep. it's been a while. I don't know when the last time we had this was, but... I think it's just Perfect Dodge and Hoping It Doesn't Been Addiction by killing it really fast, and that's even easier now than it's ever been. So, it does, like, it's one hour is on, like, a timer. I don't think it's just Perfect Dodge. I'm pretty sure it also has Invincible and Hundred Fists. And the um, the main issue is that once it uses its one hour, if it's not stolen or something, it puts up this aura that will murder everyone. And it's absolutely terrible. Huh. And um, yeah, just basically, if as long as you steal it and you kill it before, you know, it would do its one hour again, you can just run it over. And the stewards don't move, the little, the little moogles? Nope. But they are the safe zones, though, if you're doing it the slower way. Oh, I'm, yeah, I remember this now back in the day. If you, the you shitty, had to follow The them. shitty groups, everyone had to go stand by the, uh, the moogles. And many mm-hmm. years ago, because it's been out for years, hasn't it, this fight, when people weren't killing everything super rapid uh, or using summon. If you didn't do summoner burn, then you had to pretty much do this. But now we're so powerful because now we have our 15s Now we all are summoner burns at all times. Yeah. yeah. This is summoner burns become inferior. Yeah, yeah. It was just exactly what I was saying, like what a year ago, and we weren't even powerful at this point yet. Because like, if as long as you took care, like you could still do these things. But now we've like skyrocketed. Now we're more powerful than any content we're coming up against, except for like jail NMs, and that's even arguable. Yeah, like wave three, and when we did the wave three clear, like six man the other day for uh, for Norcris for Sandy. Um, because we just forgot to get it for him when we were in the link shell. We just like sat down and just did that and we just crushed that zone. And it's not because like we're particularly skilled or geared, like we're above average players, obviously, but like we weren't like what what everyone assumes to be best in slot or anything like that. We're just organized. We sat down and did our jobs properly because we didn't fucking burn them and we just got the we just got it done. Like in the story. You can burn a job and play it right. It's just generally if people burn it, they don't put any effort into actually knowing shit. Yeah, I I I don't give them that benefit of the doubt, honestly. I really don't, because they 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 spend so like random people spend so much time proving to me that they haven't done shit, and and proving to me and me assuming it are different things. Like when I join a pug, I see these people who have clearly not done shit, and it's really bothersome. You know, yeah, like it's useless. I had a thief, like I just yelled today. Besides the yelling, what dagger combo should I use on thief? Uh, besides that. Which, you know, I'm disappointed that Gashnir says to use Vajra when you're not attack cap. It doesn't mention in his few things there to use Torret otherwise, because most people don't have Vajra. But uh, I guess I'm asking for too much in my yells. But otherwise, I yelled, <laughs> anyone have any decent questions? I had to add decent now, because if I had, if anyone have any questions, uh, I get stuff like, you know, uh, where do babies come from? Just as basic baby stuff how's your mom you know yeah so, yeah yeah. i actually yeah. got that today you know someone yelled can anyone make me a misericord and i yelled just skip sandung and then someone yelled just skip your mom and uh sounds right yeah sounds, sounds like azura and then someone yelled uh just skip your dad you know because they could have said like your dad skipped your mom but i mean inclusive they had to just repeat the same thing with dad instead instead of you know, there's a possibility there and they just you know the and sometimes some people would believe that the worst thing in the world is wasted potential and these yells are definitely wasted potential it's true if you're going to be a ship poster be all the ship poster you can be that's right at least you know be funny or something so i said anyone have any decent questions and a guy said he didn't even have a question he just had a statement so i'll Ooh. take it he's like i know th doesn't help but i'm like oh out of 71 oh, oh, here I'm we defend- go i'm defending ring and it's it's really frustrating 
dude, anytime someone starts it, well, I know X doesn't blah. Like, you, <laughs> you know that they're, you know that they don't actually think that and they're just going with the flow. He was an all right guy. I was kind of worried that he's one of those, I'm going to buy my shit based on the gear he showed me. But without saying anything, I said, yeah, it just drops or it doesn't. So without, after I said that, I went over to the Moogle. I went and bought a savory shank and I said, invite the join party. That's all I said to him. And then I zoned out to the behemoth's dominion and he guess he knew what that meant and he came and i popped it and killed it and he did not get the ring but i tried yeah so, but then you know he starts talking about thief and stuff because we told him and he goes i go let me see your thief gear and it was quite an interesting hodgepodge so i was, was like a new player hodgepodge or yes yes so it was a kaja and shijo which is 100 percent correct for a new player but then yeah. it was Adamar bonnet, body, and hands plus one. Then a dual-wheeled ambuscade cape. Um, Potentia sash, I believe. No, Ricky Yotai. Ricky Yotai, which was interesting. 17, okay. Yeah, he's way overshooting. Well, aside from yeah. you know why they're wearing that gear to begin with, but uh, not that it's, it's necessarily bad. It's just from a new player standpoint, it doesn't seem like new player gear. I don't remember what the ammo was, but uh, it was. But then the earring was a Macha earring, a Masha earring. Mm-hmm. NQ, and then a Telos earring, and then I got a text, and then their rings were a Meganata ring, and I'm trying to remember the other ring, but it was just, it was not. So then that was the case. So they have Telos and Riki Yotai and plus one Adamar. Oh, and then they had... Assuming, pl- assuming they bought all this stuff. Too. Yes, yes, that's what I'm getting at. And then they had plus two Mumu pants. And I think they had plus one Meganata feet. So, like, really a hodgepodge of... Dozen- oh, no, they had, they had yeah. Herculean feet, unaugmented. Unaugmented Herc feet. Yeah, it sounds like they haven't bothered yes. to do Sinister Rain. That's one thing. Yes, and they haven't bothered to augment their Herculean feet at all. Which is crazy. Interesting, yeah. yes. And then they show me their weapon skill gear, and then they had like plus one Meganata hands. But they understand some concept of dual wield. Yes. Like, like yeah. plus 17 with a Shijo is plus 22, so that's way over. They didn't have 550. They said they would have it when they go to do Omen tonight. Even if you don't have 550, man, that's plus 22 dual wield. Like, that's a really weird tier. Yes, it's not correct. If you go look at the little random that's cheat like sheet a haste thief 30, guide. I think. Yeah, so if, if you're not, um, if you're not. 550, which they were not, you would need 12, 11 or 12 yeah. if you're capped haste. Uh, if you're if you're not, then it doesn't. Otherwise, that 17 doesn't properly cap you for most things. No, it's awkward. Yeah, like it's the, clo- very... the closest that's going to be to a build is like a haste 30, I think. And I don't. Even yeah, think that's the closest. Yeah, you're correct. It's closest to haste 30. But even then, that, I think that's like 24 you need for that. Yeah, 21. Steve has really weird numbers until until 550. Yes. Because my thief's not 550, and I know how t- fucking terrible it is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So, but then like they me. had Meganata feet plus one for weapon skilling, then Lestradio plus one legs augmented fully. So like I'm looking at this, and they're talking about how, and I go, so do you have plus two pillagers? They go, nah. I tried to do it for the first time of the night and timed out, which you know I could see it happening. I mean, you should be kind of ready at that point, but maybe it timed out. I don't know. Maybe you died. I don't know, but. So I have a player who's they don't have DT sets. clearly buying wins and gear, but legitimately trying to get better. And it's just like, I'm looking at this hodgepodge of like... It's hard to parse, man. I'm trying to like give him advice and stuff, but it's like... Is it just wasted? 
Well, that's how I usually feel, man. It wasn't I, wasted, but I, I didn't know what advice to give him because he doesn't know how dual wield works. I was trying to focus on that, but then he goes, "Here's my weapon skill gear," and I'm like, "Oh wait, but your dual wield." And it's oh, like, man. "Okay, here's the weapon skill gear. We'll just move on to that." And then I guess the and problem just, is, is he's never going to excited get excited about showing you like a DT set, which is what he's going to need in order yeah. to get a lot of things on his own. And I assumed he doesn't like, have weapons. Sets. So you know, it, it was firmly in that what I pictured a, a thief in the mid tier being, which made me kind of happy because when I based the guide off of that mid tier. That's kind of what I'm going for, but he didn't. Yeah, man, have... you gave him an accurate shopping list. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't follow it because he's using stuff that's not in the guide. But at least he's getting some stuff. That's that's good. Uh, I know he's not following my guide because he didn't pick things like I don't have no Meganata ring and Meganata feet or anything like that in the in the sets. Those aren't anywhere in the guide. So I... it does not sound like his act is whack. So he could probably just do Sovereign <laughs> Behemoths. He's he would not do Sovereign Behemoth. His accuracy is not that good. At that point, well, if he's wearing plus one Adamar gear and he's got like plus two Mumu legs and stuff, like all that's accurate. It's all gear. path B. Oh, yeah, I could gross. see head and hands path B for evisceration, but you know, well, yeah, I mean, Adamar head's not but great. But the body, the body should be path A. Oh, for sure, yeah. The only way it wouldn't be is if you're using CDC on Blue Mage, not attack capped. Otherwise, I don't think any job really weapon skills in that besides or Blue if you're Mage. A cool guy, and you want fast cast gear. I uh -huh. do have that uh -huh. fast cast. Yes, why? At least you can change that over later. I mean, he can at least change it over. I did tell him to change that. I don't think he went and changed it, but I mean, it was it was interesting. I mean, it's just to me when I hear this story, I think it's weird. Like, oh, well, it's not really weird. It's just it always interests me that they build these sets in this order, and yes. to me, it always seems like it's the wrong order to build the sets in. It's like, kind of like he shouldn't be getting his DT set last. Well, even that, just the dual wield cape. He didn't have another cape. Why would you make the dual wield cape first? I mean, yeah, you're better off with like a double attack cape, honestly. Store even TP a cape, cape, yeah. Store TP, actually, yeah, because none of his gear really has it outside the hands. Yeah, I mean, or even Rajas ring is a better ring than Meganata ring. And I mentioned Brutal well, ring. Well, that's assuming he's done content. Like, he, he also wasn't wearing a Panamimi either. No, he so says... My assumption I, is I, that I no he, he said he just got his, his key item for Divine Might last night. I'm like, oh. Cool. And he's got plus one Adamar gear. Yeah, so like he he's, he's but even then, his credit card even <laughs> for the month. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one he had to actually do. Even then, um, <laughs> Max's credit card. For everything else, there's MasterCard. But even yeah. then, he's picking up extra dual-wield gear. He doesn't have a Moonshade yet, either. So, I first my first question was Moonshade. That one is more reasonable to me, because that's a much longer quest line to get through. Yeah, but much longer he's already done cop and zm so and or or has he because he clearly doesn't he have anything that goes along with it but know. yeah that's why i was also confused if you've done if you've done zm why do you not have brutal but well, whatever but that was just interesting to see how players prioritize their sets and stuff when they're it seems like he's just out doing on his own based on what gear is good like he's yeah. not following yeah, a guide it looks like he's just trying to piece together something if he has the accesses that you, that you say he told you he did, then he should be rocking Ricky Otai, A. Bonnie, and Sapanamimi as his combo, yeah. along with Shijo, and then that way you can take off your rings as needed. Even just even just Supanamimi like and even just Supanamimi and Ricky Otai. Yeah, the cape was a mistake. Yeah. That's like the, the last cape we should make. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's... like he has a lot of the components already that that should make it work. Then, unless he like chose really poorly on his divine mighty ring, didn't have it yet. Well, right, right, right. But I mean, how how can you be completed and not have it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you don't really finish ZM unless you've done that. Yeah, because we're not talking about Apocalypse Nine. He I might have done here. the normal fight where you just do the uh, Angels Fall or Descent or whatever the fuck the thing's called. And instead of doing Divine Might, he probably just went back into Divine Might later. 
it's it's level seventy five content. You just wade in and destroy them. He's he's yeah. item level one nineteen. And if the he has, he has any it. amount of magic evasion, like they cannot hurt him. I don't think you can call trust there. Amount. But they were sub dancer, so that was also the hallmark of Was the was the dude job master already too? No, he wasn't five fifty yet. Okay, well that's good to see. That's what made me happy. Uh, oh, that's right. like, at least he's not buying all of his job points. Yeah, he's actually experiencing his job, especially when it sounds like it's one of his first ones. Like that's even more important on the first pass, that's for sure. Could be the first one, but at least they're focusing on getting D ring and stuff. So they're they've gotten some notion of what to do, either from asking questions or reading Reddit. They're based on their gear, they probably read Reddit. But I mean, I don't want to knock the guy too much. He's trying. I was, I was happy to see a player legitimately trying, even though it was weird yeah. to see plus one Audemar without having Herc feet augmented. And I'm not aiming to knock him either. I'm just trying to point out the follies that I see people have in in approaching their gear sets. Like they, they're 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 choosing the wrong options first, thinking it's what people need in a group, and that's not true. Like all that plus one Adamar doesn't do anything if you're dead. So I don't know. It always just frustrates me to see people aim at that first, regardless of their means of collecting it. I mean, for all I know, he could have like an incredibly powerful troop of bros who run out and just destroy everything for him. So, also, one last story while we're on this topic, because while I was with that person trying to, that thief I aforementioned there, there was someone else sending me tells, and you know what the tell was, Fox? You'll never guess. Well, then, how would I know? Is your guide with the gear sets... Oh, no. Is your guide with the gear sets with the new gear up to date? That was the exact tell. Is your guide with the gear sets with the new gear up to date? You know, every time you tell me about these tells that you get about it, it decreases the likelihood that I'll ever write a guide by like some non-zero percentage. You know, Fox, we were talking today based on this this actual thing here. Someone said, you know, did anyone actually make a mechanics guide so people understand these things? And yeah. I'm like, it's too general to do. You could do it. General. But to answer these questions they're asking is too oh, general. No, no, that's not actually true. Someone has made a mechanics guide. It's called BG. <laughs> Just go in and you search for it, and it's your guide. So I am instantly fucking perturbed at this fucking question, because is your guide with the gear sets with the new gear up to date, question mark? It's it's already fucking infuriating. So I go, hmm? And they go, the Dragoon one. Oh, jeez. So it's like, so I go, essentially, and they go, question then, colon, on your Stardiver set with the at cap, you suggest using gletty hands and pants, but for at dot 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 uncapped, you suggest keeping the salivia, or is that a mistake? Well, you clearly don't understand what PDL is. So my I, I respond back, only this. I just say PDL. And they go, because I know they're not going to understand what I'm saying, but that is the answer. So they yeah, go, yeah. okay, cool, thank you. And also thanks for keeping that guy updated. Hey, cool. Well, I'm glad you kept that guy updated too. And then they put guided uh, asterisk. Thanks for keeping uh, that. But then, then it's not over, Fox. Then they come back. Of course it's not. They go, oh, one more thing. Uh, so let's actually answer this first. So Stardiver is a less than one FTP weapon skill that is self-replicating FTP. So every weapon skill hit there, what is it, like four hits, five hits for Stardiver? Feel free to pause the podcast and decide what neck and waist options you should be wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you a second. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, and we're back. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> if you have a sub less than one FTP and your neck and waist would each add one FTP each for two FTP, which would more than... Or point one, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not even at one, so adding two is, is a big bonus, and it affects every hit of your weapon skill. Uh, do you use that, or do you then ask this question I'm about to be asked? 
It's the plus two tech. It's the plus two neck, isn't it? No, I will. No. I will reach through this internet connection and take his life. I think it's the plus one neck because it's PDL nine. Oh, okay, sure, sure. So, and it's not even for. I that. have the plus one neck. So, so I can't really so, suck shit. So. Yeah, well, and they would not be wrong because if you're attack cap, that is a better item to use. Um, uh, yeah, you just keep the belt. Anyway, anyway, I say it's I not, say, it's not, it's not, it's not okay. drastically better, and it's it's very niche. But so. Is this going to repeat the same mindset of the first question? Is that guide with the gear updated the new, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. What is your input, which is always a fucking great way to phrase it, what is your input on weapon skill damage 4% versus PDL 9%? And I go, 4? I go, there's also other stats to consider. They go, no context. They, yeah, no context. So then they, they try to give context. So they go, I got a V body with weapon skill damage 5%. So notice they also asked weapon skill damage 4% uh, for the first one. Weapon, I got a V body with weapon skill damage 5% and plus 30 attack at, there's no K, versus Gletty body more specifically. And I go, any accuracy augment? And which weapon skill are you using? Because they haven't even said what their weapon skilling with at this point. Yeah. So they go plus ten ack, and this would be for Star Diver. And I just said one response back again. I go Gladys, because I mean, you know what? I thought of a third shirt. Weapons. It's just, it's just gonna be. A, it's gonna be a picture of a fox, and it's gonna be yelling the word "fucking context," and that's all the <laughs> shirt is. It's just a fox yelling the word "context." Oh, that'd be great. I I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Like, do I want? It's, it's not hard to figure out that Galetti's is great at attack cap for a multi-hit weapon skill. Like, what else are you going to be wearing? So a lot has happened here. A lot's happened here. So the first thing where they said, okay, thanks, they didn't know what I answered as I thought they wouldn't. And then they sure they didn't know how the answer was by asking another PDL question. Should I use the PDL yeah. then for nothing? I mean, they, so now they certainly don't know Begs what that is. Question whether they understand they're even at PDL, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So I said, yeah, the weapon skill damage is not a star diver sort of augment. And then they followed up. Spicy's so wrong. Then, then they, updated. they followed up with, would it work for Gear Skogel better than the PDL, though? Oh. <laughs> you know. To be fair, it's a lower FTP weapon skill, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah. not so low that, yeah. Oh, no. I, I said if you were attack capped, then yeah. Otherwise, since your attack aug is low, it's probably a wash. But how I mean, are you? How are you attack cap, but not attack cap? Yeah, I don't know. Because usually one's gonna happen before the other. Spoilers: it's accuracy. So, like, why would you be wearing, you know, a a a, a gay a gay bulk anyway? Like, yeah, I, I don't. Or know Gunier, why, I mean, I don't know why Gunier. they're using Gunier for Star Diver with Gear Skull. I, there's a lot going on here. I don't think it's been. There's a lot through. to unpack. Um, you know, so. I said I also assume Gladys has better decks in the body than Valorous without even looking. He goes, you're absolutely right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the guy wants answers here, and I'm knocking him because he doesn't want to get better or understand. He's just asking answers to specific questions, and every time a repeat yeah. question happens, he would ask the same thing. Yeah, he clearly has demonstrated that he does not know why he's asking the questions that he's asking, which yeah. is a, a, a deeper issue. And I'm not saying don't ask me questions, because I'm not using the person's name, obviously. I didn't use the other guy's name yeah, either. Yeah. I'm not using names, although they may be in the Discord, because I, I had this conversation because I posted it in the trash channel, because these are the questions I get. That's how I know exactly word for word what this is, because, spoiler alert, did post that in the Discord. He's reading it. Yeah, I'm reading yeah. it. So, because, you know, I'm not, I don't even have to say much. People see that for themselves, and they go, oh my. But, uh, 
it's just you, you have to, you know, could you ask me how things work? Because, like, clearly you don't understand that if you have an FTP replicating weapon skill that's not going to be motivated by weapon skill damage, because they're not, and just having more hits for more FTP procs. I mean, just, there's... You well, don't in to... before the, but actually, it does help your first hit. Yeah. Yeah, go fuck yourself. It's wrong. The first hit's really kind of weak. Yeah, it's not going to do much damage at all. It, like, would be, it has it would less be like... than one FTP mod. It would be like caring about the weapon skill damage for the offhand hit on Rudra Storm. Yeah, it's gross. It does almost nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. Rudra Storm I mean, Technically not wrong. It does increase damage on the first hit, but it's negligible, so don't worry about it. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's just... You don't have to understand the best gear in the game. You don't have to understand the mechanics of everything. You don't even have to know if you're attack capped. If you don't know if you're not, then don't use the PDL gear. Or mix it in sparingly. Like, Gluddy's body is good regardless because it's got a lot of double attack yeah. if you augment it. So that'd be a safe piece. But don't go using Gluddy's hands over, like, Salivia hands because if you don't know, then you assume that you're not. So you don't have to yeah, know how it works. we didn't even talk about, you know, FTP replication and using yeah. multi-attack with this guy. Like, that that would have probably, like, destroyed his frail little mind. I didn't want to go down that like, rabbit hole based on what I was hearing. And I just, exactly. I was I also with the other guy at that point, checking his thief gear as I'm getting asked this. So we get asked this question a lot. Like, how do I know when I'm attack captain stuff? And it's, honestly, like, there's no situation. Like, you're going to have to eyeball it some of the times. And what I, what I typically do is I always assume that I'm not attack capped. And then I'll do some weapon skills if they look good. I'm like, okay. And then I'll maybe I'll pepper in like one or two weapon skills under my attack cap scenario. Like if it, if it looks like they're the number range before where it looked like I should be attack capped under normal conditions. If I use this other set and my, my damage actually drops, I just go back to the other set because obviously I'm not attack capped. And that's why that gear isn't pushing the extra damage. Are you doing ambuscade this month in a good group? Then you can use your attack set cap, attack cap to set. Yeah, if you're pretty... not, then then don't. Yeah, like if if you have like your your bard giving you attack songs and your geo has like a crooked eleven, or not your geo, your core has like a crooked eleven, chances are you're attack capped. Are you on but, floor one of Odyssey with a crooked chaos and soul voiced uh, attacks and strength shit? Then yeah, you can probably use your attack cap set on the first floor. Why is your bard on floor one giving out soul voice? Hey, I see it. The pickup I run ahead. That's so unnecessary. What <laughs> you know? Do you have a blue in that group doing defense down to stuff on floor one in the polls? Because that's what blue does. Then yeah, you can go ahead. And use I've your been a, I've been a big fan, especially in the Lamia poll of uh, giving AOE nature's meditation. Yeah, yeah, another thing. That's a really good buff for that. Yeah, stacks of berserk. Yeah, I've been I've been going blue mage a lot to those runs now that you're not there. Yeah, it's it's a great. It doesn't have to be because we talk about job identity and how dragoon identity falls back to its old identity, which is less sexy and more of a crowded field, but same for Blue Mage. It's not the best damage dealer. It's not supposed to be, but the support it provides is really, it's really great if everyone, because it takes more coordination to use that is why it's not as popular too. But I mean, it's really great to provide those elements that allow you to use that PDL gear like Tenable Crush and a whole pull. Yeah, and it also gets more powerful as you get to reconstruct your parties too, because like you extend that to um, something that we've actually been doing in, in our group recently. It's not something we've implemented a lot, but I actually went in main healed um, Odyssey as Bard sub white mage, and all we had was a paladin otherwise. And then we had a blue mage and like everyone else's DDs, and that that run absolutely crushed shit. I bet it would because the paladin yeah, alone with Majesty should be healing nicely and tanking. Well, should, but Just I mean, we, we both we both know who is on paladin. But, oh, 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 paper yeah, bag. Yeah, so 
yeah, so it wasn't quite as good as it could have been, but I want to start training our group to deal with these runs. But having a blue mage having access to like white wind and also the um, uh, winds of Bermivian, especially on the trolls pull for the fetter to get rid of it, um, enervation, like that stuff is really, really important and they can still deal damage and they can still joke things while this massive squad of just pure DDs runs out and kills something else. So it, it's it's really nice how it all comes together and you find out that you need less healers and well, then your group can do it just fine. I picture yeah. I picture like Felgar having a breakdown one day and then you find him like under one of the bridges in New York in one of the boroughs, just uh sitting there at the paper bag and like, you know, raggedy clothes, like, you know, bum under the under the bridge. But he's got like a paper bag with like a bottle of like old crow or Jim Beam or some <laughs> other low quality alcohol. And it's like, hey, what do you got there, buddy? What's in the paper I've, bag? And it'd be like, oh, that's just my paladin. I've driven him crazy. Do, do you want some of my paladin? I keep it in the paper bags. So people don't know it's my paladin. Yeah, that was a, that was pretty bad. And like, um, we did actually end up crushing it, but I actually spent the entire time in that run as a uh, weakened bards of white mage. Ooh, but you still crushed it, it, right? Yeah, you can still main heal as a bards of white mage while weakened the entire run. By the way, that's what I'm here to tell you. Yeah, so but also your vertebrae were crushed, so that must have been a very difficult time. It was pretty terrible, yeah. So did he reach consensus? What exactly broke down there that caused you to be weak in the whole run? Because that sounds like a story. It's just building hate on things, hmm. honestly. Like uh, what happened was uh, we pulled a, a fetter, and then I waited, and I waited, <laughs> and I waited. He's taking damage. And I waited, <laughs> and I was healing, and I was healing, and I was like, okay, I got to sleep this pull, and then I died. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, clearly we've forgotten what to do. And th- this <laughs> this can happen to other groups, too. I'm not just picking on Felgar. Yeah. But these are things that, that your bard has to watch out for. And these are the points, the single points of failure, where if your group tries to use a bard's of white mage and thinks it's garbage because obviously because it, it can't heal or something, like this is what can cause someone to think that that's the case. But that's not actually what happened. Like the bard is not the point of failure in this situation. It's understanding enmity mechanics. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Yeah, and then what? Well, what what finally made me pull the trigger is other people started dying, <laughs> or at least getting low on HP. You know, your story died. is sounding a lot less badass now. We're like, oh, we absolutely crushed it, but everyone was dying. But yeah, we still got over like ten k points. It was great. Oh uh, well, you know, you crushed it, but at what? Cost? Yeah, I just had I just had to do it with a little skull up in the corner. <laughs> I figure, like, if someone else is on Paladin, that probably would have gone a lot smoother. Well, I can't be Bard and Paladin simultaneously. Probably would have been really cool if you could. Well, I here's mean, the thing too. He could and this go is bard, but then he wouldn't. He wouldn't be sing properly. Pro- he wouldn't. Yeah, that because he he's okay. So we're talking about the script bard. He's the script bard where yes. we've been in runs before, and we ask him to change a song, and he goes, "Ah, oh, I can't already hit my script. It's going." And then he's like, "Hold on, yeah. let me change my script." It's like, "No, no, sing the fucking song, piano man." Yeah. Well, actually, what got me um, into the idea of using a bard to white mage as the main healer for Odyssey runs is when. Um, Abject, who was on Scholar to heal one of her runs, went AFK one night and didn't come back. He probably had a good night. I was there, I believe, uh, for that, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I just main healed it on Pal. It was fine. Yeah. And like I had blue support and it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it went fine. And that's what got me thinking hey, why can't a bard just do this? And then with the advent of master levels and having access to Kiraga 3, bard can absolutely do this. Oh, I and bet I was actually, Kiraga 3 was great. I was, oh, it was, dude. And I was so excited about getting more master level updates because getting to level 55 means that my bard can sub scholar and that gives me access to AoE status cures and the paladin can just take over all the AoE healing jobs. Well, in this case, you wouldn't be able to do that. But in other cases, the training can begin, though. 
the Trino. <laughs> this Padawan's because been that, for a while. Because Bard's Sub Scholar is is potentially an amazing healer because um, oh, yeah. a lot of what keeps Bard gets an amazing amount of uh, cure potency gear also. Yeah, you get Stona. Um, what were your Karaga 3s doing at max? Uh, they were doing like 1100 something. That's really great for a sub white mage. That's perfect. That's You don't need more than that, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, to move away from sub white mage, though, and I actually did use Divine Veil like a lot, like every time it came up, like every 10 minutes, basically. That really, that ability um, should really be five minutes or less. But if you look at sub scholar, though, with the reduced stratagem timers at level 55, once you get cure or cure four. Um, Bard actually becomes a very powerful healing machine with the appropriate healing magic skill to go along with it. Frankly, I think Divine Veil should be split off of Divine Seal and be its own ability. Be its own thing, yeah. Yeah, I every one minute. And keep you can keep Divine Seal at 10 minutes stupidly then, you know, or lower it down to one minute as well because who cares if you get a double a cure every one minute? It's not, it's not like back in the day when... M- that was really cool back in the day when MP was a problem. And it made a lot of sense, and it was powerful. Now it's a joke because you don't even need it. Your carries are so powerful. The gear is so good for carries. I mean, yeah. Well, the, the one thing I noticed though, as like a weakness in the strategy of using Bards of White Mage as a healer, is that if you got behind on the status cures, you were behind for quite a while, and that was kind of frustrating. So that's why I think Bards of Scholar being able to accession status cures is uh, probably the fix to that. So there's just a lot of nice synergy there. An issue when monsters in Woe Gates were able to be affected by charm when they would ordinarily not be able to be affected by charm has been resolved. Who finds these things? Yeah, it must have been like a Velk or something. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I'm just speculating. It was no probably it was probably the uh, the Accus because you can't you have them as a Jug Pet but you can't charm them right. So it's probably them because oh. they're Jug Pet. There's probably some overlapping code. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I missed the time when anyone would have tried to charm those. Yeah, that's another thing. But you know, for not having anything in this update to talk about, we got a full episode out of how paltry this update was. It's true. Oh, and then there was also the the fix for uh, maintenance of short support job scholar using arts. Um, yeah, that wasn't working. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was giving you like the old cap instead of like the new affected plus twenty skill cap or whatever your master level was. Think of all those extra points of healing. Oh yeah, now that now that that works, it's actually quite nice, especially for dark arts for scholars. Um, scholars get get a, a much dispel the magic hack, dispel and sleep dark because you know it's nice to have light sleep, but sometimes you need dark sleep. Which ha- I mean, that's something that has not come into play. It used to come into play a lot at seventy five. Remember? Yeah, gears. Well, um, the rocks and all a lot of other mobs you needed light or dark based sleep for. Like obviously undead have always been light based sleep, but there were just some you could not use light based sleep on. They like added them more frequently at seventy five captain now. Well, Tom I recently Barry. went back on Scholar and I actually compared my Scholar to the benchmarks that Loot set up in his blog, um, the, the JP blog that uh, I pull a lot of the uh, the info for from like stuff like Ongo and for, stuff. Uh, for yeah, for the Ongo fight. Mm-hmm. And I, I set up my scar my scholar to hit those benchmarks recently, and having the extra skill actually really helps hitting like your twelve hundred magic accuracy requirement. Um, it's like basically right there with the tropical crepe, so it doesn't get to abuse um, the Sootsy snow cone or whatever it is that gives you the the extra hint. But having the magic accuracy at least makes it a, a nice a nice nuker, especially for landing your helixes. You know what would have been interesting is if, of course, you don't. I haven't said it. Maybe it's not even interesting. <laughs> As there if they gave the Agu set to... Oh, no, not Agu set. I'm thinking of the one from Zevio. So Agu's is for fucking Rune Fencer, which, wow, another disappointment. Great swipe. 
Oh, the Ikenga set? Yeah, Ikenga. They get the samurai. Yeah, I think that's cool. And you don't have to take them off Empaka. I'm not saying that, but... Have some overlap between sets. But have a ranged-only set. Because I really think samurai could have a cool ability to shoot some bows. Like At 75, you would see them shoot a little more often. Like, there'd be some instances to use it. And I think if Samurai had better gear, like for uh, Arabati, I think Samurai could go out there and do the same kind of stuff, too, with a little better gear. And it would be, like, less taboo than, like, making Thief with two TP bonus daggers. It's not unreasonable for the Samurai to be the person using the Yoichi in the Ango fight. Yeah, yeah, that, too. That, too. But having just... They'd they'd need a much higher level of gear than, like, a Ranger would to pull it off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Having, like, Kengas would have helped them. Yeah, it's mostly, like, their hit build. But they are samurai, and they do have meditate and uh, sekinoki and shit. But yeah, like like seeing seeing like more range stuff, not specifically thrown at ranger and core, I think is a, a pretty nice update to this game that I would I would like to I would like to have. Ninja, thief, warrior, samurai. Dark Knight used to use crossbow. Warrior too. with fucking aggressive aim. Yeah, that thing's such a shame. I mean, Dark Knight used to shoot crossbow bolts too. Thief. Once upon a time. Thief has marksmanship, so I mean, the gun Thief used to use with Quickdraw was kind of the funny getting Culverin bolt was not really useful, but it was fancy. So I mean, just the ability to do things like that, because I mean, I just, it's yeah. not it's not special anymore. Like Ranger has been even more uh, distinguished by getting um, first it was Velocity Shot, and then it got all this other stuff, but having fucking Hover Shot now is you know it's firmly established. Uh, you know, Ranger as the range DD. And it should be. Yes. And so I think, but it doesn't mean no one else should be able to do it, though. So I think having gear that overlaps Ranger now is not a threat. Like, before, if you gave everyone range attack gear and you'd send a freaking Samurai out there and it'd be like, oh, look, well, why do we even care? Samurai's got the same ability, you know? But now, Ranger's really got a little bit extra to it that distinguishes it. So I really think they should give some more range gear to Sam and other jobs. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that's actually why I was so excited about the... Um the AH post with the TP bonus dual wielding and being able to use Uller for um, for Imperial Arrow is because uh, being able to do that added the ability for jobs that would normally be range slots to go range slots to content where you know you really need to stretch all your jobs as far as it can go. Like that was just a really exciting thing to see applied there. And if SE would also apply at least something for it, it, it could not be like straight garbage without all but the best of buffs. So. So the only it's not even a big deal too because the only jobs who have archery, it's an A plus for ranger and then it drops immediately off to a C plus for Sam, a C minus for thief, a D for red mage, a D and for warrior, e and an E and E for ninja, and that's all the jobs. And then for yeah. marksmanship, it's uh, I don't understand why corsair is only a B, but I guess that's still fine. Uh, so, yeah, they're the only other job that SE takes seriously range wise. Yeah, because remember, Pup used to have like a C uh, plus hand to hand, yeah. hand, and they made it an A plus along with Monk. They just kind of did that for core. It doesn't need it, but still, because yeah, it doesn't infringe on anything. Yeah, it doesn't. Marksmanship is an A plus for Ranger, B for core, C plus for Thief, C for Ninja, then D for Warrior, but then E for Dark Knight. So Dark Knight gets on marksmanship there. And these skill levels, as long as they exist, are going to matter less and less as our mastery levels go up too. But if Unle- harder, unless harder content, content comes out... Having yes, until harder content comes out. 124 less skill between Dark Knight and Ranger is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's the difference of using like sushi and not. Yeah. Or even using sushi and still needing a little extra oomph and not being able to hit at all. Right, right. I'm being super general. But... Yeah. Context! But yeah, Context. I mean, that's not a lot of jobs. We got 20... What? 20 jobs in this game? Or is it about to be 21 with, with Chemist? 
Yeah, and only <laughs> and only and, and only six of them can use a ranged ability. So yeah, and like only one of them does it extremely well, yeah. which is fine. And then only two of them do it somewhat well. serious capacity. Yeah. yeah. So you get three jobs at all those, and a lot of their jobs overlap in more ways than that. So. Yeah, everything else has to be like special princess built around. Because both, uh, like I was doing on Ninja, and then Abject was also in there trying to do uh, Uller strats on Thief. How and is his Thief? Without, without buffs, like we were both having awful accuracy issues. I bet you would. Yeah. So we tried it without buffs first because we were just doing the 5% and milk it thing, but um, we have to go back and use the TP bonus weapon on Thief, robbing yourself of all that ranged accuracy in your weapon slot and skill and stuff is a big problem, I'd imagine, without buffs. Yes. Um, the weapon skill is still fine-ish for how low the buffs were, which is which is really nice and, and very... Um, I, I mean, obviously the math checks out for to it. To me, I would think that but, means you're only about 100 short then. Yeah, that's actually what I estimated, was that we're only about 100 accuracy short. Because um, I saw what my, my range accuracy was. It was about 1265, and you just have to be about 1350 to hit these things pretty regularly, yeah, especially as a VSO. We talk about how you know if you're attack cap, but when it comes to having to knowing how much more accuracy you need, outside of parsing, of course, we'll tell you exactly how much. If you see that your weapon skills are landing rather consistently and you're missing pretty often, there's 100 accuracy bonus applied to the first set of any weapon skill, mm-hmm. so that means that your weapon skill just need that little bit of extra ranged accuracy you can probably pull out. The Imperial Arrows should be doing uh, between 17 and 20k also, like once the attack buffs are there. And you got to think that these are being executed at 1k, though. So they're constantly being shot. So that's what makes it that's what makes it strong. What's really cool about TP bonus, too, for a job that doesn't auto attack is that it's a lot more valuable. So Mm -hmm. especially when it's not in your range slot. (laughs) Yeah, someday um, I plan to go in there and actually use it seriously. And I want to see Abject make the other offhand for, for Thief, because uh, he was using Tarret plus a single one. Um, but yeah, us going in there along with... He didn't uh, have the know, uh, dagger from the Mana Core, you know? Uh, not, uh, not on him as Thief, no. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, like he probably didn't expect to go in and do it. I think he just threw his gear on that he had on him. Yeah, I wouldn't have anything else to use either. Maybe maybe Gladys. Yeah. But I would like to see him hit the, the, the 3k threshold too, so we can... Because we have a good core, we have a good ranger, you know, having adding Thief and Ninja into there too, just seamlessly. I would like to see us on the roles that we're generally on doing those things, and um, that would make very short work of Airbody and Zervioso, honestly. Yeah, that would actually make it a lot easier to handle that. Than dealing with that fucking Conal, do- or Conal Charm or whatever, or not Charm, uh, Zombie, or the full dispels of Airbody. Yeah, those are awful. Kind of a shame Turnian Dagger doesn't have like some sort of extra ability to be used. Like they put range accuracy on it, that'd be fancy. It gets agility. Yeah, but it's ten to fifteen based on ranking. You get fifteen with uh with uh with Cletty's knife. Yeah, I, it's not special. That's true. Um but five weapon skill damage. Oh yeah, you did get weapon skill damage, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's not great. It's not gonna be like yeah, but, yeah. TP bonus worthy, but I guess Tor doesn't give you anything. At any rate. I, don't know, I think that's about it today. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think we've uh, we've basically done what we need to do here. That was very fun, and I guess the third design is context. I I, I am playing around with that. That was just me being an ass, but it might not be as you do so far away from reality. Yeah, as you do have a- the as you do a- flip side. As you do, yeah. Oh boy, I you know how are people going to handle that when they reiding it. When they you know they see that shirt and they stop uh, and, and have to re-adding, re-adding, 
the whole you know you know that thing. i gotta make a shirt just like full of text and <laughs> all all every single word is like misspelled like someone <laughs> posting on a forum i bet you i bet you we could find like a real legitimate r slash ffxi reddit post that would have that oh man or just repost anything simon's ever said that's great um, i'd rather not Oh, since we didn't talk about his comments, did I say the one where he's like like a pelican shitting in so many mouths or something? Oh, that's funny. I think I did say that one last time, didn't I? I don't know. I don't know why he has to be so so butthurt about things that were just being read off of the posts that he posted online. <laughs> like we were reading verbatim from the thread. So yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. It's it's really interesting when you read verbatim and someone says you're taking it out of context. Yeah. <laughs> How far of course, out of context of course, could it be? You know, I, I remember. I remember specifically. He said something like, "Like the, the proof is written all over FXIH," <laughs> and like I actually like looked at it and I nodded in in, in nonverbal agreement when I read that. <laughs> like absolutely true. Like we read out a lot of that on the episode, actually. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh well, thank you, Fox. Yeah. I I missed last week, but this week is you know just as fulfilling. Hopefully, everyone finds it to be so. And. Send us an email. Perhaps talk about if you're interested in a shirt. We'll get like, you know, tallies and name stuff. If you're not in the US, you could send it anyway. We'll, you know, maybe there's a solution or something. Maybe I'll find a carrier pigeon, nurse it via dolphin bottle nipples or something up to full strength and send a carrier pigeon across the Atlantic in one shot and drop it on your doorstep or something. But maybe there's actually a solution. So even if you're not in the US and like Sweden or something, I don't know. Maybe just send something anyway and then you know maybe someone has an answer that i don't because i do not ship things overseas and i do not know but the cursory glance made it seem very expensive to ship things overseas like 50 dollars for something that costs less than that is not a not a, oh, not a winning just, factor just set up a just set up agreements and have it made over there they have a service for that but i mean when i say i want to have a hands-on the production then so like, yeah i want to yeah. see how the quality of the print is i want to see you know, the heat on the machine. I want to see it's not overcured. I want to see, I want to have control over the actual quality of the shirt. I want to, I want to make sure it's actually something that's not just a piece of shit. Garbage. Yeah. 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 If, if, if it's going to be something made, I want it to be something that is not garbage. I yeah, want it to be good. Sure, you know, it's not, it's not a gimmick. It's not like, let's put something on a shirt that, that just, you know, blah. It, it's like actual something that you like wear to bed and be comfortable in. And, you know, now you're comfortable with us. On the podcast or where to business meetings. Yes, yes. I could only hope. You or know, weddings. Where at GameStop and have everyone go, oh my god, what meme is that? Yeah, because it's obviously not a good one. <laughs> we don't have any good memes around here, as you do. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yes. Otherwise, you can send us an email about your questions about, you know, thinking about being a white mage from the perspective of the DD. That was actually, I like that question. That's, it was the mind frame that you could put in to think about that one. I like that. That was a good one. Thank you, Table, for sending that. <laughs> or you can ask if the guide's up to date with the gear. The new gear in the guide for the job, for the person, for the game, for the thing I did that once, the time. Uh, yeah, or the Discord. Our link shell is nice. Table and some other people are in there as well. They've joined recently, and the, the link shell is actually talkative sometimes. Otherwise, the Discord is always fucking popping. It's true. Oh, oh, oh. Since we're going to mention post in r slash Final Fantasy 1-1, uh, as I always say, someone requested the r slash Final Fantasy XI subreddit and got it. So multiple requests, including my request, were all denied and no one was allowed to have it. And some fucking guy rolls up and goes, hey, can I have it? And they just go, sure, approved. 
I'm like, what the fuck? Are you are, what? <laughs> so someone has that. They've not done anything with it, and ours is ours is firmly here to to you know to stay. It, it's it at this point. That's it. Where that's the one. This is the this is the BG of Reddit's now. That's that's the place. That cracking club mm-hmm. one. Not a bad post. People are actually starting to post in it um, more than it's not just like an echo chamber now. It's you know that needed to be there to establish people like getting involved. Like like if no one does anything, no one jumps in. But like if no one's dancing and it's a dance, no one wants to dance. But if like some people start dancing, a couple people be like, yeah, I guess I can dance too. And then when like a group of people are all dancing, everyone wants to join in because it's like a herd mentality. So that's the kind of same thing with Reddit. So now that's starting to occur, and I think that's cool. So not moving that to the other Reddit. That's not happening. <laughs> Fucking guy gets it. The real name. We're not a real name kind of people, Fox, are we? No, I don't think so, man. Exactly. That's the right. So anything else you want to include in there, Fox? Something about tea? Something about poetry? I don't know. No, I think uh, I think this is as comprehensive as it needed to be today. All right. Well, with that said, uh, later, guys. <laughs>